Well, hey everybody! Welcome to Nature Check's Arda campaign, the show where you come for the game and stay for the science. First, we do introductions. Hi, I'm Cheryl. I'm the dungeon master for this campaign, and my pronouns are she/her. I'm a PhD student studying ecology at the University of Illinois at Chicago, and I just found out like yesterday that my first first author paper is like officially officially accepted and ready to go off for publication. Woo! I got the scientist, the professional scientist check mark. Um, when I'm not writing papers and agonizing over the publication process, uh, you can find me on YouTube where I'm a science communicator and run the YouTube channel The Roving Naturalist. Uh, then we've got Nancy. I was unprepared. My mic was muted. <laughs> um, hello, everybody. Um, my name is Nancy. I am an entomologist, which means I study bugs. And um, I play a roguish young character named Kay. And in my real life, I am a tour guide in Ecuador, except for now when I'm doing online entomology workshops. And our pronouns are she, her. And check out my YouTube channel. <laughs> Which is also called Cybugs. <laughs> Which is also called Cybugs. Very convenient. Just type in Cybugs anywhere. The things pop up very convenient <laughs> <laughs> okay uh then we've got ryan hello i'm ryan i'm also an entomologist my day job is being basically a, a plant doctor diagnosing plant problems and managing them and, and managing people uh in our plans to keep plants healthy at a uh, at a, a public conservatory and, and public garden in our game, I play Fletcher, who is a human wizard, and both of our pronouns are he, he, him, his. Marvelous. Then we've got Cindy. Hi, I'm Cindy, she, her. I'm a science enthusiast and play an Andorian engineer over on Heroes of Awesome Constellation on the Weirdlings uh, Twitch and YouTube channels. And here I'm playing Natia, the water method druid. <laughs> and then we've got Peter. Hey, uh, Peter. I do um, agricultural education uh, for my job, and uh, I have training as an entomologist, and I'm still not good at this whole introduction thing, even <laughs> though I do it. Once a week! Literally once, once a week! week. <laughs> uh, I think I get worse at it every time. Uh, I use the he series of pronouns. I uh, play Cedric. Yes, you do. And then there's our special guest for the day, Nikki. You can just tell us who you are IRL right now, and we'll get to your character later. My name is Nikki, and I am the host of Beholder to No One. It's a D&D &D podcast. Um, on Mondays, we have discussion episodes related to D&D &D and tabletop RPGs. And then on Thursdays, we switch each week between one shots of TTRPG, specifically indie ones, as much as possible, and then a new 5th edition horror-esque uh, D&D actual play that just went live two days ago, actually. So, so exciting. I'm really excited for it so far. Uh, and if you want to hear and see, well, not see, if you want to hear more of Nikki and me playing games together, um, we played a pair of siblings in an indie TTRPG uh, one shot on her podcast. Uh, it was called World of Wildervere, and we were both like stone people i guess 
It was Stone Eidolons. Eidolons? Something like that. Anyway, it was fun. We had a great dynamic. I enjoyed it a lot. It was Um, such a fun game. (laughs) It was a good one. So we recommend you check that out as well. If you are watching us live right now, and I see so many friends in the chat. Hello, friends. If you're watching us live right now, thank you so much for being here. As always, if you have questions or comments for the cast, make sure to put them in the chat so we can respond. And of course, be sure to check out the reference section down below for the social media handles for the entire Nature Check cast. Don't forget, if you're not able to watch us live or you want to share us with your friends and family, you can, as always, find the sessions for both of our consistent RPG campaigns in video form on our YouTube channel and in podcast form in all the podcast places. Follows, subscriptions, comments, shares, and reviews really help us out on all of our platforms, so thank you for doing those as well. Any other thoughts from the cast before we get started? Thoughtless. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just how we like it around here always always <laughs> always role playing Cedric huh mm-hmm. <laughs> is it even role play if it's just him and with that brief Peter. roast um, I guess we'll get started <laughs> I love you Peter <laughs> I love you too Nancy <laughs> oh man okay <laughs> Everything changed when the gods left Lacidus. The world became a complicated place. For almost a century, people fought with one another and struggled to find new ways of being. The loss of the gods also made the continent of Arda newly accessible to the outside races, and humans from Tenibria established New Seychester as an outpost city on Arda's southern shore. In the spring of 972, four young people from different lands encountered one another in New Seychester. Though their alliance was first formed out of necessity, curiosity, and coin, they have now come to trust and rely upon one another as they explore a strange new world. Fletcher, a human wizard, collects samples and takes copious notes about everything they encounter in Arda, as he hopes to publish on his discoveries and make a name for himself. Cedric, a dwarven cleric, came to Arda to share the word of Moradin, but in the meantime, he's met a lot of new and diverse people and learned to rely on his friends when the going gets tough. Lucanus, an elven barbarian, seems either to be running from or towards something, but he hasn't let his dark past prevent him from working with and protecting his newfound companions. Kay, a roguish young woman, is new to the violence and adventure of the broader world, but her desire to make a difference and do the right thing to help the people she cares about pushes her forward. And Nadia, a water method from the elemental plane of water, was trapped on Arda while partying when the loss happened. Now that the river she relies upon has become poisoned, she's teamed up with this unlikely group of adventurers to save her home. Yesterday was a very busy day. You woke up, battled some ghouls in an otherwise abandoned knoll camp, and looted some valuables. Then you did some science! But seriously, it was great. Kay and Fletcher worked together to learn more about the polluted river water, and then the whole team came together to support Nadia as she dove into the dangerous water to uncover the source of the pollution. Realizing the trail of the mystery led you in a new direction, you turned north and camped for the night in the grasslands, when Kay had another strange dream. It's now the cloudy morning of Telosum, the 25th day of Bloom Run. Oh, and remember how last time I had Fletcher and Lucanus roll fortitude saves? Fletcher, you rolled a 19, and Lucanus, you rolled a 9. So, Lucanus, you realized during your morning's watch that you don't feel very well. I'm sending you a message with more details now. All right. 
Uh, and for the audience, um, Peter is playing Lucanus today because Joe was not able to join us. All right. I love, be, I love being a wizard tougher than the uh, barbarian. I think it is <laughs> super amusing that that's what happened. But also, Fletcher, it's very good for you that you rolled at 19. Um, because as you will soon discover, Lucanus is not having a great time. Um, but I believe what had just happened is that you had all woken up. Um, some people were doing the breakfast thing and Kay and Fletcher had just finished a conversation about her strange dreams and Fletcher, you had loaned her a book or some paper and a writing instrument so that she could write down and keep notes about her dreams to try to figure out what's going on with all of that. Um, like science. Like science. So that's where we are right now. Uh, well, should we uh, pack it all in and, and, and keep heading north? Yep. I'm ready to go. Is- yeah, sounds good yeah. to me. That was very obviously your Cedric voice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need hand puppets. <laughs> I know. I just, I need just better character voices. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I have, no, I can't mimic, mimic Joe. He just sounds like another white dude like me. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do a oh, Joe impression. Brutally honest. Um... Yeah. Just put a pun in did, every uh, sentence. Did Cedric set any. Oh, yes. To try to catch anything. Oh, you did. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a survival check. (laughs) Yes. I'm guessing that'll probably be a thing every time we camp. I guess. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That is a 16. A 16. Okay. Um, so in one of your, uh, deadfall or the stonefall traps, you find a small snake. Ooh. Uh, I would describe it as a garter snake, but Cedric probably doesn't know snakes. No. Um, <laughs> um and then it's all bones. <clears throat> it's <Yeah>. all bones. <laughs> what are we um, gonna eat? <laughs> and um but hey, finding snakes and um other reptiles and also amphibians like newts and salamanders under cover boards is a really fun pastime. But you weren't setting them to be cover boards, you were setting them to be traps. So in uh, one of the other traps you find um a ground squirrel of sorts. Ooh, excellent. So it's not very I'm... large. And if it were still alive, it would definitely bite you because they're jerks. Um, but <laughs> you did catch one small rodent. Excellent. I'm going to keep both of those. And um, uh, eh, while everybody else is having breakfast, I'm going to skin them and uh, put the meat in a small bag for later. Maybe tonight we can have ground squirrel and snake. You could like, it could be like snake wrapped ground squirrel. You could get really like cuisine with it. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm, I'm very it's like into bacon that. wrapped scallops, but mm-hmm. not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy's face or bacon wrapped whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Na- yeah. Nancy, is that is that you or Kay reacting like that? Kay, oh. <laughs> you you uh, oh that looks um. <clears throat> well, I mean, someone might call it I don't know maybe delicious, but uh, you just you just enjoy that, I guess. Can I also go out and forage for some other things, especially if there are any berries around? Yeah, I think. I think seeing uh, Cedric packing that up and, and talking about having tonight, I'm like, uh, well, let I mean, let's uh, let's keep our eyes open as we walk too, uh, you know, just in case. <laughs> can I have that out? Right. Uh, can I have everybody who's not Lucanus make a perception check? I just want to see if you guys notice. You say everybody but Lucanus? Oh yeah, yeah, because right. oh, yes, he doesn't need to notice himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Self-awareness could be a, a good skill for the chance <laughs> yes. to learn a little more. Ooh, wow. Everybody's getting all blasted. Do you my perception bonus? 
Because even with a really bad roll, I still got 14. Nice. 18. Wow, yeah. You're muted, Nancy, if you said something. 22! <laughs> I, was, I was counting on my fingers because I'm bad at math. And <laughs> uh, I don't... Do you... I mean, you can, because Cedric can react if he notices. Oh, um... I didn't even think about rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume that Cedric is not paying attention. He is way too excited about his ground squirrel to be paying any attention to Lucanus. That is absolutely fair. So, uh, Kay, you noticed it while you were looking at the group and trying to do your hmm thing to get Fletcher to come talk to you. Um, so you noticed it right away. Um, but Fletcher, you noticed it really quickly too. And even Nadia, eventually you um, noticed that Lucanus, like he's awake and functioning, but his shoulders seem slumped and he just doesn't seem like himself. He looks a little, I mean, to say he looks greener on the gills is maybe a little too on the nose because of his complexion. But, you know, he just, he looks ill and his shoulders are slumped and he just doesn't have the same sort of like physical presence that he normally does. When, when I mean, when, so Nancy noticed it when we were still camping. Do, do, if I, did I notice it like later on when we've already started walking no, and he's like, like trudging all, or? No, you all, I mean, you notice it while you're in camp. It becomes more apparent okay. once you start walking for sure. But yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty apparent fairly immediately um not to give too much away but what happened to him was rather dramatic you might say i mo- i rolled max damage oops sorry lucanus um. <laughs> <laughs> and then i maybe so i guess when like so k and i come back like we're coming to the group and people are sort of like things are wrapping up and cedric's doing his thing with his game not paying attention to anything <laughs> um and and i maybe like as we as we're approaching like she saw it before, and I only noticed it as we're coming back to the group. Okay. And I'm like, uh, "Okay, does, does Lucanus look funny? Bad? He's not really doing anything. He's kind of yeah. yeah. He seems not great, to be honest. Should we poke him? Or at the I very mean... least, <laughs> at the very least, we we uh, should probably figure out if 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 something's going on because. We kind of have a far walk to do. Is is I I just thought like remember that, that time that I was just like you know busy in town and then you guys told me that Lucanus like held himself up in his room for a long time. I thought like maybe this was just kind of normal for him, but this is not what he did. He's like no. no well, no. I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't <laughs> like this yesterday or this whole time we've been traveling. Lucanus is hiding from like other people in town. (laughs) Yes, he was hiding because there was a wanted poster. He was also day drinking. (laughs) This is not either of those things. (laughs) (laughs) Kate didn't know. She was busy helping her mom because some of us have responsibilities and can't just like dick off in the forest all the time. (laughs) Says the woman who's been living in the forest for two weeks. (laughs) Lucanus is is like staring off into space right now and just like slowly (laughs) eating his jerky Mm -hmm. my mom that i'd be back in a week because she needed me and you people all kidnapped me and now i'm out here for like months i don't even know how long it's been it's been months um you left kidnapped yeah you you, came along exactly (laughs) you left new sagester on the 12th day of bloom run and is now the 25th like i said months (laughs) still the same month Months. It's been months. only two days. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Millennia. My hair is gray. This depends on your definition of 
so dramatic. <laughs> this is very I'm accurate. I'm 17. What do you want I, from me? I just said it was very accurate. <laughs> so I yeah, assume I mean, you um, guys are having this conversation like, oh, wait, from Lucanus, right? You're yeah, not like, like as talking about him like right next to him this no, whole time? No, okay. as we're like As we're coming back to the group, it kind of pointed out, I don't think Fletcher is not going to really be one to bring it up. He doesn't necessarily have a super close relationship up. with Lucanus. So I'll bring it up. I got this. He's, he's not probably going to do anything. Uh, Kay, like, kind of, I don't know, like, she's a, she's in pretty good spirits. So she's going to, like, bop over to him and just kind of, like, look at him and be like, hey, you doing okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just, uh, just, you know, feel a little worn out today. But I, I'm fine. Are you going to be able to walk it off on our very long walk that we have ahead of us? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll be, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll. Uh, are we ready to go? Uh, wasn't really paying attention. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll lead today. That is only minorly reassuring. Yeah. Uh, no, right. I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. So, okay. Okay, just look. Fletcher, he says he's fine. I Let us Lucanus. know if anything changes while we're walking. I mean, we can't. We encounter something out here. We we rely on you a lot to take care of angry things. So let us like know. Orcs. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm I'm good to go. I'm I'm fine. Uh, just just like I said, just feel a little tired. Just I'm fine. I uh, he looks embarrassed. Good role play, guys. <laughs> I guess we just finish packing up camp and and get going if he insists he's he's fine fletcher should we bring any more science equipment should i like put some jars in my bag yeah i think let's let's take all the what we used that that was really useful at the river yesterday that, that we were able to collect things in that that ended up being useful whatever we can take for that because if we find where this is coming from there may be even more to try to look at so i'd say Maybe at least one thing that was good for digging, and and I'll grab a couple more of uh, of like the jars that we were using. Sounds good. Is there a decent amount of like stuff you can sort of stockpile for snacks and just general edible things? You around? didn't find much like or any food in this camp. Um, or found the, a snake in the camp where you were. So remember, you you surrounding area. Yeah. Oh. Oh. As far as yeah. Um. Yeah, give me a survival check for the foragings of the crunchings and munchings. If anybody gets that reference. Those are good books. Twelve. Yeah, I mean you can you can find some stuff. I think I described the the grasslands before. There are ground cherries and there are some plants that like you realize have kind of like starchy tuberous roots that you can pull up. So you don't find like a ton of stuff and it's not super great. Like it's not awesome tasting but it's you know stuff to eat okay mm -hmm. uh anybody else is there like uh nadia did some foraging sounds like uh Kay and fletcher are collecting science supplies are you ready to head out yeah yeah okay so you <laughs> thanks eric no um 
I like everybody's walking pantomime. Um, Are we ever ready for anything? I, Not really, but I'm the most non-committal adventuring party. Uh, <laughs> Lucanus is gonna like stand at the edge of camp in 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 the in the same way that we all were not ready. He's just gonna kind of like wait for everybody to be ready, and then when it's clear that everyone is ready, he's just gonna like turn and and start walking. Okay, yeah, shoulders slumped, just sort of with his hood up. He just looks tired. Walking. He looks yeah. real tired. Yeah. And it's kind of, like I said, <clears throat> the morning was cloudy, so it's a little gloomy, a little overcast. It's not like, I mean, Kay is in a great mood because she's having a sort of a life experience moment. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, the mood is not super peppy in terms of the weather. Um, yeah, so you start traveling. Um, is anybody doing anything while you walk? Probably, okay. I was going to say, probably helping, keeping an eye on anything edible that we might pass by whether i see like game that i think that somebody else like with people good with bows and things might be able to (laughs) to do something or plants that like nadia has already found that like i I have a search image for those things now Mm -hmm. looking for those we have more to eat and because if i take up the whole plant i can try to do like sketches and study it and take notes and have a reason to like gather a whole bunch of it um so probably just keeping an eye out uh, you don't want to magic missile a deer to death to feed your party. <laughs> no. Don't think that'll be a good spell slot. Spells are. I mean, it depends. Those spells are so expensive at this level. <laughs> they are. I can barely do anything still. Uh, spell slots, starvation. Anyway. Um... <laughs> if we're going to sleep right afterwards, it doesn't matter. I can go out and just blast everything. But... <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Fletcher, why is the forest on actually... fire? <laughs> You actually what? I was just going to say, I was actually also going to be looking for stuff that looked like sort of familiar. And if there's new stuff that I can kind of make an educated guess about, I was going to kind of compare notes with Fletcher and get like, does this seem okay? Yeah, I think you and Lucanus had started trying to do some of that last time as well. Um, Because again, we had that conversation where like, oh yeah, you're seeing plants that are definitely in the same like family or maybe even the same genus as plants from the rainforest, because that's how plants work. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there are definitely things that have familiar qualities or characteristics, although they're not the exact same species. Um, you can start to make educated guesses about the properties of some of these things, especially, you know, if they've got fruits, you can do the thing where you like put the fruit on the tip of your tongue and see if it makes your tongue tingle to tell whether or not it's bad for you. You know, you can crush leaves to smell for volatile oils and stuff like that. So yeah, you can do a little bit of observation and while you might not know the names of these things you can sort of start to put together uh yeah a a list Mm -hmm. um and it sounds like (laughs) it's controlled fire yes um i maybe fletcher would do a prairie burn i don't know we'll get to we'll get to prairie burns later um but yeah fletcher you said you were looking around um so can you give me a perception check Kay, cedric what are you doing Kay is just like i don't know i guess Maybe hanging around Nadia and being like, oh my god, that was, like, so cool what you did, because, like, you know, the river water, but then you, like, dove into it, and you, like, saw what was happening, and she's just, like, she's fangirling all over Nadia's bravery. <laughs> oh, man, Nadia's being so awkward about it. <laughs> um, I also want to just pop up every once in a while to do a, to do a look around, um, but I'm gonna try not to get too high above the horizon, just... For safety sure yeah um you can also give me a perception check <clears throat> i'm assuming you might also be using that as a way to like 
help keep you going in the same direction, because it's really easy to lose which direction you're walking in tall grasses. You can use the sun. Yeah. Uh, I don't cloudy, have enough though. fingers. It's oh, 25. It's <laughs> Whoa! 25? Fletcher, what did you get? I only had an 11. 11. Okay. Uh, Cedric, what are you doing while you walk? So after being asked multiple times to not sing hymns while they're walking, Cedric is walking in the back and singing really quietly to himself. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's really excited about his ground squirrel. So he's just singing a happy song. And Lucanus is, is walking in the front and just kind of trudging along. Okay, wow, that's <laughs> quite the picture you paint as you walk through the grasslands. Nadia, again, you, you are such a good spy satellite for this group, so as you're popping up um, uh, above the grasses at one point, you see, and it sort of catches your breath, because um, it's so beautiful, you see this big patch of kind of like pale purple, like like soft lilac pastel colored flowers, like a huge field of them in amongst all of the tall grasses, kind of off to your left slightly um and it just it seems so beautiful and it's very close by just uh you know it's it's uh, a difference in the landscape like that most of the grassland it's interspersed with yellow and white and pink and purple and red and blue not well not blue blue but you know what i mean flowers like they're they're just all sort of wherever um but this is like a very large patch of almost unbroken plants with these pale pastel purple flowers on them then I would definitely uh, return to the group and say there, there, there are there's a there's different flowers over there. They're purple. They look really different. They're not too far. Where there's flowers, there may be vegetable, food, fruit. Vegetable. They could have edible roots. The leaves could be edible, or they could be setting fruit. <laughs> I just like that we all use the term vegetable now in such a, like an odd way because of a Cedric. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there might be vegetable. Mm-hmm. It's not that far away. I mean, could prove to be a, a lot of food we could take with us. I mean, if it's not snake and ground squirrel, I'm up for it. Cedric is like, I love vegetables. All right. So what are you doing? You heading in that direction? All right. Yeah. Not yeah. that far off course. Nadia said it's like no, it's, nearby. Yeah. And she Lucanus. can get us back on course. Mm-hmm. Lucanus is. Uh, so, wait, which direction is it? Gotta stop this way, Lil. Oh, uh, okay. All right. She's gonna turn, start heading that direction. <laughs> Okay. Um, so yeah, it only takes you maybe three to five minutes um, until you are just right up on this giant field of purple flowers um and yeah it's really beautiful they're not exceptionally tall um maybe like on on the humans uh maybe like you know somewhere between like belly button and chest height um and they're just very pretty sort of like delicate um they're not flowers with like you know a center and like four or five petals around it's not that kind of flower they're sort of like they're they 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 cascade out from their centers and almost like uh, how water cascades out of a fountain at the top and sort of down and around. They're very interesting, sort of delicate, both in their color and their structure um, flowers. But yeah, you have arrived at this giant field. Cedric pulls out his warhammer and starts looking for vegetables. <laughs> Cedric, what are you doing? Just, you know, in case I see one, I can just whack it. They, they grow on the plant. You just pick it. Oh, 
Vegetables are like mushrooms. They just like grow. Yeah. Hmm. I did not realize that. That explains a lot. Hmm. Here, so we're just gonna like watch Fletcher and Nadia, you know. So which part is the vegetable? Well, it depends on what the plant is. Sometimes you can eat the flower, and sometimes you eat the stem, and sometimes you eat the root. Sometimes just like, well, I guess if it grows off of it, it's like a nut or a, a seed or a fruit. But you know, the edible part of the plant, the plant bit. Food should not be that complicated. It's like you eat a rat, you eat the muscles, you eat yeah, a mushroom, you, you eat the whole thing. Yeah, but it, like it's that's the same for all the different kinds of rats. <laughs> Or you can just not eat any of it. Yeah, that. I'm totally okay with that. <laughs> you hear you hear a voice well, coming well, from the plants. Cedric, but, the Cedric the voice would be about at the same height as you, but for Kay and Fletcher, the voice is coming from below you somewhere in the plants. I pull my Warhammer back out. <laughs> See, I told you! Their vegetables are talking! No, yeah, they are not! Fletcher it can't throws. be a vegetable! <laughs> Fletcher just froze. Like, <laughs> we gotta... Yeah, I was like, what I was, was like just about to like poke one of the flowers and then we heard that. <laughs> Remember that plant that attacked us in the jungle? This these could be those same kinds. I was yeah, just a, I was just about to start chastising Cedric about we don't have time to get into botanical <laughs> morphology <laughs> because it'll blow your mind how complicated it is to describe a flower. <laughs> I'm not a flower, and then I will step out, and it's a, you see a little uh, mouse folk, uh, Muriam, and she is wearing a robe and has a really big ears that are huge, too big for her head, and one has a gold hoop in it, and she is stuffing something in a little pouch in front of her, and she goes, I just protect the flowers here, and uh, I don't recommend eating them. I mean, you could, but they're food for something else. Uh, that that's good enough for me. I'm not gonna eat them. Yeah, yeah, th uh, yeah. Th thank, thank you. Uh, and hello. <laughs> we didn't mean to intrude on your flowers. Oh no, more the merrier. You're welcome to visit and smell them. Just watch out for the little pop bugs. Don't step on them. The what? What bugs? The I what? will pick one off my shoulder and hold it out in front of me, and um, I will let. Cheryl described the pop bugs. Um, so you see this humanoid, so she's bipedal mouse, um, pulls a, a rather large bug, well, large relative to her, off of her shoulder and shows it to you. And it is a beetle with just amazingly colorful, iridescent um, elytra, so the hard shell covers on, of the wings on a beetle. Um, so it almost it's almost like an oil slick, except much more vibrant colors, but it's that sort of like swirling, shiny just like effect on the on the elytra yeah what what happens if you step on them don't step on it look at how pretty it is well, she said uh, not to step on them they go boom but then they they die which is sad but i mean they, they the the shells make shinies and they're pretty and she like shows you like buttons on her dress that are made out of the shells that is very nice but they go boom not big, not a big boom, but boom enough to be problematic. Can Kay like like scrunch down and like put her face next to this bug? She wants a closer look at it. 
Yeah. Um, so again, it's, uh, I mean, you saw bugs of all sizes in the rainforest, um, but like- this- they, were, they were not controlled though. This is a very pretty bug controlled on a, on a mouse person. So this seems much safer than anything that came out of the jungle. Okay. No, totally understandable. Um, but uh, so you, you did see lots of things in the jungle and you've seen bugs, like you're aware of them because like you've been camping here in the grasslands too, right? But- um, this bug, uh, this beetle, is much closer in size to some of the more noticeable bugs in the rainforest. Like, most of the insects that you've encountered in the grasslands here, like, some of the grasshoppers and butterflies are kind of big, but most of them are very small. Um, but this beetle is rather large, even compared to you. So yeah, it's very noticeable, both because of the coloration and because of its size. And it's just sort of sitting there on this person's palm. How, how big did you say it is? Not like maybe like a child like a human child's fist sized so like it's big but it's not like like golf ball almost yeah or maybe slightly bigger than that yeah yeah. ping pong ball okay wow so as nadia or sorry as nancy as k leans in close Uh for a look cedric is gonna lean like over her shoulder and like make eye contact and be like hi i'm cedric by the way i'm sorry for the uh thing that i said about eating rats Didn't hear that, that part. Kind of a lot. Uh, oh, uh, then. Sorry, anyways. <laughs> it's the fish person thing all over again. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm Tulip. Cedric. Hi, I- I'm Kay. <laughs> I'm Fletcher. I'm Natia. And uh, this is. Uh, I have to come up with a name now. <laughs> I thought you had named it. Oh, no. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um. This this is Frederick. <laughs> Frederick, like Cedric. They ride. He's, he's a lot more polite than you are. <laughs> Lucanus sighs in the background. <laughs> Lucanus. Um, so to remind you of what you see, uh, so the very enthusiastic one waving at you and introducing himself as Cedric is, uh, he's short, maybe like about your height, maybe slightly taller. And he has fur all over his face and it comes down a little bit past his chin and he has a large hammer in his hand. The one who introduced herself as Kay and who is looking at your beetle right now um, is young-ish looking, I suppose, Um, but she stands very tall compared to you when she's standing. Um, And she has sort of bluish purple sparkliness on her cheeks and a little on her shoulders. The one who introduced himself as Fletcher is also very tall compared to you and also has fur on his face, although it's quite a bit shorter than Cedric's. Um, and he has, uh, he's wearing robes and has a walking stick. Uh, Nadia is very small, about your size, um, and she has wings? She has wings, a person with wings um, and kind of large eyes and she looks like, you don't have a lot of experience with fish, but, like, she looks kind of fishy-ish. Um, and then the one in the back who introduced himself as Lucanus is very tall and is wearing a hood, so you can't see a whole lot of what he looks like. You are mostly all very big. Also, I like the shinies on your face. Do those come off? They do not come off. They are very much stuck in my skin. Didn't Interesting. Uh, stop me from trying to rip them out of my face when I was a child, but it didn't work. So here we are. Just kind of sparkling. They are very they're very pretty. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. No no one's ever told me they were pretty before. Cedric, are they actually pretty? Oh uh, yeah, I thought they were makeup. Oh thought... no, they're 
<laughs> no, they're they're just stuck there. That's oh. how my skin grows. Oh yeah, I totally. I thought you were putting them on every morning. <laughs> for the Who's past, got time for that? <laughs> for the past the twelve camping. days. <laughs> I, I just thought you were really vain. <laughs> the unreasonable I, I, expectations put on women. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sorry, Veronica. Not the 12 days, the months that they've been out here camping. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, this, this conversation got weird. Can I hold your bug? Will he blow up on me? Only if you squish him. Don't squish okay, him. Okay, I'm not going to squish him. He's my favorite of all of them, so she'll let him crawl onto your hand. Kay is, like, feeling a little bit uncomfortable. She's, like, I know she's, like, it looks really cool, but, like, also, like, weird, crazy jungle memories are coming back, so she's kind of, like... <laughs> I want to look like, for another one nearby. Okay, yeah, um, so you see them, it's not like the, it's not like the patch is littered with them, but there are some of them around, um, so yeah, they seem to be only on the plants with these purple cascading blossoms on them, but yeah, you see maybe one every few plants. Yeah, I want to try to pick one up and sort of hold it up so Kay can see me holding it too. Okay. I like how OOC really... All of us would be loved to holding a, a giant rainbow-colored beetle. Yep, yeah. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> well, seeing as that these beetles are clearly, like, beloved, Fletcher really wants to get one to sketch and have a sample and all of that, but now is, like, first attempt is not going to be trying to, like, catch a live one and see if there is one that's already dead. So I think I'm going to be scrounging around, like, below plants or just, like, around to see if there are ones I can collect rather than doing harm currently uh, <laughs> around someone who seems to very much care about these beetles. So I'm probably going to be like searching around. Okay. So you can do a search check. Uh, Tulip, you see the one who introduced himself as Fletcher gets down on his hands and knees in the plants and is starting to like root around on the ground. What are you doing? Uh, I, I'm 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 looking for any any beetles that that may have uh, already been squished. Since I I, I don't want to squish any of your your beetles, but if if there are some that are already around, I would love to uh, collect a couple of uh, of the shinies. Well, I he have draws some. Sh- them oh, in his well, book. Frederick can sit still, and you can draw him, or I can give you a shiny. And I pull, like, out of a pouch on her front side, she pulls out a shiny and hands it to you. I take a look at it. How well intact is it? Is it just, like, elytra? Or is it... So, you see, very much like the jewelry that Nancy makes, you see one elytra or elytrum. I don't know what the singular is, honestly. Elytron. Elytron Elytron Elytron. is singular. I've never had to refer to them in the singular before. (laughs) Yeah, you never talk about... Yeah. Yeah, Um, elytron or hemi-elytron. Yeah, so it's it's a single half of that hard shell on the back of the beetle. So it is one of the two wing covers. Yeah. Oh, this... uh, I, I, I... Thank you. I, I would. I can definitely use this. Uh, but I'm. I'm also looking for uh, something that is the the whole uh, beetle, um, so I can see its its legs and, and and its whole body and how it's put together. Would I know uh, that, that if that's possible, based off how they die? Yeah, you would know that you're not going to find a dead one intact. They don't 
that doesn't exist. They they go boom. They it, it explode. Oh, even if you even if you don't squish them, they, that yeah. that always happens. Yeah, there's like a big oh. circle in the air, like this big, and then all that's left is the shiny bits. Well, that <laughs> is more interesting right there on its own. Okay. That's well, then scary. I'm going to um. I'm going to look around and now I'm just going to look for live beetles to try to maybe if I can get close to one and one of them's feeding, see like what part of the, if it's eating, what part of the plant is it eating? Mm -hmm. You know, is it, is it on leaves? Is it on part of the, I'm assuming these flowers are arranged in like some kind of determined or indeterminate raceme as it's inflorescence. Again, <laughs> that was just my example to say that. Those plants were really worse. Stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Plants really suck. And that was my <laughs> example of why they suck. Um, Boy, am I lucky no, I based I, this on a real plant so I don't have to make shit up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love plants. It's just yeah. learning their morphology is like, you can learn one word a day and it's like, it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and and if there's one sitting still, I might try to do a, uh, I'll try to do a sketch of it since I can't take one along to do it like by hand. I'll mm -hmm. have to, I'll try to use my, my spell that will create a sketch of one so I can take notes on like what it's doing, collect any of the Elytra uh, leftovers that are left after they pop. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be trying to do that, I guess, in the flowers. Yeah. So that was a lot of thoughts slash questions. Let me see how many of them I can answer for you. Um, so yes, you do. Um, like I said, for Nadia, like they're, they're around again, it's not like there are thousands of them. It's not like a Japanese beetle infestation, sure. but there are, a fair number of them around. And again, you observe that they only seem to be on these plants with these cascading purple blooms. And they're mostly eating like the leaves, right? So they're an herbivorous beetle with the, you know, chewing mouth parts and whatever. As far as the plants themselves, each plant might have uh, like, you know, there's one main stem that goes into the ground and it might have a few sort of like secondary stems that branch off from it. And each one of those really only has one of these sort of fountainy blooms on the end of each. So it's not like there are inflorescences of a lot of these fountainy blooms together. It's one fountainy bloom on each uh, secondary stalk. And as you move through them, or if you try picking a leaf, you'll notice that they have an incredibly strong kind of spicy kind of floral smell but yeah it's like a it's a secondary compound oil of some kind in the plant and there's very strong smelling once you get into this patch and start moving around do the flowers look like anything that i've seen before are they like look similar to anything in the jungle Ooh, that's a great question um <laughs> uh give me a i don't know what's in the jungle this is a prairie uh give me a nature check and we'll see what happens <laughs> so much of this is just making me think of rosemary leaf beetles that everything is like spicy smelling they're rainbow colored <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you don't have to know too much it's just a 10 oh, just a 10 I mean, there are lots of flowers with very unique structures in the rainforest. I guess the closest thing, like, if you're investigating the plants more closely, like, you'll notice originally because they smell so strongly, um, and then as you're sort of in amongst the plants, like, maybe grabbing for a beetle, you notice that the stem is square. Aha! Ryan's eyes just lit up. <laughs> Ryan's metagaming. Would Fletcher know that? 
Uh, well, my, my, I had to take a profession actually. And before I went to school, when I was still at home, I had a side job as a gardener. That's my side profession. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do know that it is some kind of like mint. Yep. Mints, square stems, crush their leaves and they smell good. This is, I say this a lot about prairie plants because I've really come to like love the prairie since I've started working here, but like this has got to be one of my all time favorites. I just want to say I really like that Ryan is like, plants are the worst, and yeah. you're just like, square stem, it's a mint. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, they're so hard to ID, there's so many words. Cheryl's like, well, square. <laughs> I mean, if it hadn't been a mint, it would have been a lot harder to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. There are there are exceptions, yeah. but when you're trying to describe their like like if you're trying to differentiate between species of mints mm-hmm. growing by each other and you have to go by flowers, have fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially the mountain mints. They're like the mountain mints are very hard to tell apart. Yeah, right? There we go. <laughs> now everybody is unhappy. <laughs> but but Picanthemum is just such a pretty genus. I'm mm-hmm. putting like several native ones in my yard this fall. Aw, yay. All right, well, now you have all of those bits of information. Uh, Tulia, what do you think of these people and what they're doing? They, they seem to have all, or at least two of them, have like very thoroughly stuck their heads in the plants and are investigating the plants and the bugs. I'm thoroughly keeping an eye on Kay because she has Frederick right mm-hmm. now. So I'm just like a little antsy and like ready to dart and like grab him if worst case scenario. But... um. I'm just watching and then I'm keeping my eye on the other one like that's just like holding trying to remember names uh Nadia Mm -hmm. so I'm like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like okay it's easier to look at you because you're short but everybody else has to look up and it's hurting my neck so I'm just gonna keep it (laughs) okay um and then as I see Fletcher looking at the plants I'll say yeah the uh pop bugs like Monarda that's their favorite food. That's the all. That's all they'll eat. The, this. That's why I, I decided to stay here and make sure that nobody takes it. There you or go. Or the pop bugs would go away. There's your genus name. You're welcome. <laughs> Wait. So you uh, protect the flowers for the bugs? Yeah. If we lose the pop bugs, then we lose all the shinies that we use in all of our things. We wouldn't have. We wouldn't have clay pots with the shiny bits in it. We wouldn't have buttons. We wouldn't have dyes. We, there's so many things that we use the, the shiny bits for. Oh, okay. That makes complete sense. So I decided that I would protect it. So, hey, and you are doing a magnificent job. Thank you. We are actually on a mission. We have, we found this, the river, like that way, like a day's walk is poisoned. It's like, like bad i don't know fletcher knows all the fancy words but you know it's like all gross have you noticed that uh have you noticed anything weird around here recently like uh i don't know what water tasting bad or like no we um we get our water from a stream and from the rain we don't go that far away to get our water i can show you where we get our water but it comes from the sky it's a good idea i would not get your water from over there because I tried some of it, and it was bad. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I will tell oh. the elders. The part of the river that isn't bad is over there, too. But, yeah, there's something going into the river, and it's very bad. It's not from us. 
That's good. <laughs> maybe, maybe Apius knows what's going on. Uh, is, is that another member of your 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 village? Someone, someone, someone there? He's the uh, he's our he's our wise man. Wise guy. I wise saw guy. you were about to say that. <laughs> was like, I don't know how to word this. That's what it says on the paper. <laughs> He's he's the eldest member of our village. He might know. He's really smart. Great. How far of a of a journey is it to your village? Great question. It's not too far away. Like I said, like you're a little atypical because you wander this far, but it's not like it's going to take you days, right? It's going to take you maybe an hour, not even. Yeah. Not that long. I walk to and from every day. Oh, I mean, we can we can use all the information we can get. Because we, all we know is we're walking north right now. <laughs> sure. Um, I'll take you to uh, the town. Um, Flos agree? Flos agree? Flos agree, yeah. Flos agree. <laughs> In character, I said it right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> By this point, Kay has had a, a, like enough of the bug. She's, she's now gone from intrigue to like, it feels weird and I'm kind of over it right now. She's like, tries to hand it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll kind of, I'll kind of reach over and take it, like just sort of put out my other hands, and I'm sort of juggling two beetles, and like sort of let both of them back into the flowers. And you notice I'm being extremely careful, like not to damage anything. Tulip will go Frederick, and then he will. Do they fly? Yeah, he'll fly over onto her shoulder. It's trained. <laughs> That's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Did you all, Fletcher, did you know that beetles, like, did you know they do that? It knows its name. Do the other ones have names? Do they all know their names? I only named Frederick. <laughs> the other mothers might have names. I just don't know that they are. I feel like my life has just, like, what what was I doing without, in my life without a pet beetle? I, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is that, that is true in real life too. I was gonna say that the things are blending all of a sudden. <laughs> this is every druid character I ever make is just every pet I any every animal I see I want as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> druid slowly becoming a ranger. I mean, <laughs> there are many similarities. Oh yes, oh yes. All right. Well, we'd we'd be glad to uh, to 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 join you. Okay. Uh, I'll you let you know. Do you need any help, like, wrapping things up here? Are we good to go? No, they should be fine without me for a day. Okay. All right. Um, so you all sort of turn to follow Tulia. Um, and can I have everybody make a perception check for me? You knew I couldn't let you off that easy. It's <laughs> a sad face, Nancy. <laughs> Six. Six. Fletcher is in the science. In the weeds, as it were. <laughs> Nine. Nine. 26. <laughs> yes, queen. It's because your eyes are so much bigger than everyone else's. That's why. <laughs> like, I've got ridiculous stacked numbers in like three things. <laughs> That's one of them. I'm very good at these three things and nothing else. <laughs> so uh, Cedric got a 16 and Lucanus is looking at his feet. Yeah, he totally is. Wow. All right. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so, okay. Um, Cedric, you don't necessarily see it because, again, you're on the ground and it's low. Um, oh, also, tul uh, Tulip, what did you get? 
14. 14. Okay, yeah. So, so um, t- uh, Tulip and Cedric, you don't see this because you're on the ground and most of the plants are up over your heads by quite a bit. Um, but you hear a rustling kind of a ways off to what would be the, the north, um, the northwest. So, or more left, because you guys were coming at this going north and then veered to the left slightly. So in, from the northwest in this patch of Marnarda, you hear a rustling and sort of like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but like a swooshing and a rustling um, but Nadia, you do your thing where you're like popping up above the plants so that you can start heading in the direction following Tulip. And out of the corner of your eye, you're like, what in the... <gasps> because you can see a group of large figures off to the northwest, a ways distant from you, still in this patch of Minarda, these pale purple flowers. And they appeared that some of them might have nets and bags. And they appear to be, like, beating the plants with the nets or, like, otherwise doing something to the plants. And these are very large creatures with black hair and greenish-grayish skin. Are they one I recognize? You do not. Okay. But I guess if you had Uh, to make a guess, they look like really big goblins. Oh god. Uh so yeah, I you guys would see me sort of start to pop up and then just immediately like come back down and go there are big there are there are big things with nuts and they're they're hitting the flowers. They're doing the what? what are they they, they're, <laughs> they have nuts. They're 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 hitting the flowers. They've got bags. I think they're are they catching something? I don't know. They look big and scary. Sweet kind nutting green. without permits. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a fine. You go over there and you collect that fine from them, Cedric. Yeah. I'll wait. Lucanus uh, <laughs> is gonna. Lucanus and Cedric, I think, are gonna go over there and check it out. So okay. how far we, away are they? How many of them we, did I see? How many them? did I see? Well, if you take a look at roll twenty. No, damn it. Oh damn. Oh. Uh, there are six, and there are ways off. That's for not me. a great sign. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean. We're I'm, literally fighting real life versions of ourselves. Look, I even put flowers yeah. on the map. <laughs> I'm still seeing the like home screen on roll twenty. Oh, rats. Yeah. yeah, rats and crackers. I always forget to move the little thingy. There we go. Now you should see oh. it. Look, Yay. now I put oh, flowers so on the map. They, I put pink flowers on the map. But also, there are bad guys, or you presume that they might be bad guys. <laughs> 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 Isn't it a matter of perspective? Yes. I mean, yeah, it's true. They, yeah. Don't, they don't think they're bad guys. But they're hitting yeah, flowers. They're bad guys. Sweep yeah. netting and collecting before. Yeah. So entomologists. That's yeah. true. Yeah, they're just entomologists. <laughs> yeah, bunch of nerds. Oh. Let's go beat them up. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go beat them up. There are six of them. them. There are six of them. Oh, Conveniently boy. enough, there are also six of you. Yeah, this is gonna be so bad. Okay, I <laughs> so I didn't Unless think we... of this until like right before we started, but this will be the second time that Peter is going to pilot Lucanus while you guys fight orcs. Yeah, like <laughs> Lucanus is like, yeah, big deal, yeah, sworn enemy. Yep, mm-hmm, yep. Has he has he killed an orc on his own? Have we thought have you've never orcs fought or... orcs while he's been? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you no always... he. Wait, oh, yeah. didn't he? Was it Peter? Did he play him? I thought Joe played when uh, they cut when the I like... head off. Nope, that no, was that Peter. Was me. <laughs> oh, that was no, Peter. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was so into the story. I just assumed it was actually Luke Anna. See? Yeah. <laughs> Immersion. We're good at this. I'm, yeah. I'm the best actor ever. Y'all heard it here. <laughs> also, can um, I just point out, hold on. I, this has been like not bothering me all stream, but like you have your insect net, your bug shirt, and your white box behind you, and like you are such an entomologist right now. <laughs> way, to, way to play the part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's like all... you knew that's what today's plot was, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> right? That's, that's why you guys paid the big point. bucks to have me. But on that's here. an aerial net, isn't it? It is. It mm -hmm. is my sweep net's outside. Yeah. Yep, they are made of different materials for those of you mm -hmm. at home who might be curious. I um, have a telescoping one that is legit. Yeah. Anyway. Nice. Anyway, that is what you see. You see this large, or this group of large, large group. No, it's a group of large creatures uh, beating the plants with these canvas nets. Uh, how, how tall are the plants that we're in? Like, footage. Yeah, um, I would say uh, at this point in the season, a lot of it is like kind of in between like chest and shoulder height on you, uh, Fletcher. So like you know, five to not quite six feet, depending on where you are and what plants you're looking at. Obviously, some are taller than others, because, like, the Monarda is maybe, you know, four to five he feet high, while the grasses might be taller, so. When Nadia comes out and, and says that, that mm -hmm. there's big things out there, that's I'm like, okay, squat. And, like, to get Lucanus and do, like, so we can, like, bend down so we're down under the level of the plants. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, uh, so, Tulip, what, what direction is your village. If if we can skirt these these things, we could go to the village to find out more versus running into what may not be a great situation. But they're attacking the plants. But they also look very bad. <laughs> can I see can Lucanus see them from where we are now now uh, that now his that attention Nadia's, has been drawn to them yeah now that nadia has pointed it out um i don't know if he can tell exactly what they are from this distance but like i mean they're kind of distinct are you gonna leroy jenkins this i mean i feel like <laughs> this feel is like kind of lucanus's thing i mean as much as like, like sick i know but like i mean it's lucanus it's his thing and i i don't want to leroy jenkins someone else's character but also He's obsessed like, with killing orcs. Are they, like, in the middle of the flower patch or, like, towards an edge? I mean, it's kind of hard to say, like, what's an, like, edge. Um, They are, like, yeah. you guys are on an edge-ish, but they're kind of out there in the middle of things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't In fact, I... yeah, it's, it. they are in the, they are surrounded by the purple flowers, so they are definitely within the patch. I, I don't think in good conscience I can not. Run in there and try to kill <laughs> <laughs> Uh I can't move uh, Lucanus's token. Oh, way. rats! Sorry. Um, God, there's always Whoa, something. that may be offensive. Rats, is that to... offensive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> um, God's me... insulting me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> ah. <laughs> It's not controlled by Joe today. Today it's controlled by Peter. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I promise I know how to use Roll20. Uh <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I think very specifically it's going to go into a rage. Okay. Um, please, um, do you know how to calculate no. the number of rounds of rage you get based on your constitution modifier since it is now different? Oh no, I didn't oh, yes. think about that. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, that's why I thought it was so interesting that he's the one that wound up with this problem because yeah. it changes his rage ability. Yep, here we go. Oh, oh yeah. Great. <clears throat> Super. 
Mm-hmm. We gotta kill him yeah. fast, y'all. A fit of rage lasts for a number of rounds equal to three plus the characters... Oh, wait, sorry. So if you look at the Lucanus rage page... Rage page... Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so it, uh, a fit of rage lasts for a number of rounds equal to three plus that, the rage constitution modifier. Okay. Uh, so it will so be less than five. Normal. Is that how much that, I'm uh, sorry, I don't remember. What I think the current that. modifier is two. Lucanus rage. It's a 14. On, yep. So it's a two. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in that case, you get five rounds of rage before you have to do it again. All and right. you get, he has... He should say somewhere he gets a certain number of rages per day. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll find that in a minute. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I'm gonna run towards the uh, the nearest orc, but I don't think I can get there. Um, nope, that's uh, fifty feet. Um, I mean, you can spend your turn running if you don't yeah. want to. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I'm just gonna run. Okay, you're just gonna run. Yeah. Do that. And uh, get to the nearest orc. Also, if you <laughs> also if you've never ah. tried running through prairie, it yeah. sucks. Right, he's like slogging, like morning star in one hand, great yeah. sword in the other hand, like like it's pushing like, through those knees up. It's like yeah. trying to run through knee deep water. Like no yeah. joke, it is exhausting to walk or run through prairie. Like so bad. Okay, Lucanus. Well, now that you've done that, you get up on this orc, uh, and you see that it does indeed have both weapons and a large canvas net. And some of the others that you can see, because you're close enough to all of them now to see, some of them have nets and some of them have bags. And now I guess everybody can roll initiative, because now they're very aware that you're there and vice versa. (laughs) Thanks, friend. (laughs) Playing the character. Ah. Ah. (laughs) That's different. I was not prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I was just so enthralled with what was happening. I was like, I didn't pull on my character sheet. <laughs> I mean, yes, Tulip, you also have a good reason to go running in there, Leroy Jenkins style. I don't think you can get there as fast, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I guess you can. You have extra speed. Speedy mouse. All right, anybody with initiative above 20? I have a 20. You have a 20. What is your dex? Plus one. Plus one. Okay, so... Uh, okay, anybody 15 to 20? 19. 19, alright. Anybody else? Nope. Uh, 10 to 15? Me. Uh, I got a 14. 14? Uh, Cedric, or sorry, uh, Lucanus got an 11. Okay, so 14 for K, and 11 for Lucanus? I have a 10. And you have a 10, Cedric? Uh, 4. Uh, sorry, 5. 5. five. <clears throat> okay. Wow, that shook out really interestingly. Okay, let me write down the colors that we've got here. Okay, so there are uh, six of these orcs. Again, um, all armored and armed, of course, because, you know, they're out in the wild. Um, But yeah, they also have these canvas bags and nets, which seems weird. Although you may not necessarily have a whole lot of experience with orcs, them having nets and bags seems strange. That doesn't seem normal. Okay, so Tulip, you watch this uh, hooded figure that was part of this new group of people you had just met go pounding off through the plants um, to the north-left. 
Which is a Norse term left. <laughs> that's a term we developed in Burn a few games ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, Lucanus goes pounding off to the north left. Um, but it is your turn now. So what would you like to do? Um, getting down on all fours, I will dart towards the closest one, which I will just reach because I can move fifty feet. Nice. And I will hit him with my quarter staff and go. No, you can't have the flowers. <laughs> all right. Roll, <laughs> roll me an attack then. 12. <laughs> 12. Okay. Um, that does not hit, unfortunately. Um, so you do, like, you hit this creature. Again, you've never seen anything quite like this. It looks like a goblin, but bigger and meaner and a lot musclier um, and way taller. You hit it with your quarter staff, but the, your staff just bounces off of its leather armor. Big goblins can't have flowers and hit them. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> I, I also love her. I only get one attack, correct? Because you moved. Yep. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm used to fifth edition rules. <laughs> no worries. Um, okay, so next up, Lucanus and Tulip, you can see this better than anybody else in the group because everyone else is still pretty far away. But there's one orc that is a little different looking than the others. It looks like this one could be in charge because he has better armor and just like like higher quality looking gear um so yeah it looks like there might be one who's in charge and he is going next how far away are you all from him um really quick question yeah. i have a plus one against medium creatures would that be it to my roll um would it be to the attack roll or to the damage it's to the attack oh so that would have been a 13 yes ah then you can roll some damage on him yep if Yay! It, if it meets, it hits. <laughs> Hooray! Sorry, I just was reading my. No worries. Like... Thank you for remembering. Yeah. So I do six damage, <laughs> which is the max damage I can do. Amazing! So, so you all see, and Lucanus, you see this kind of coming up behind you. Tulip gets down on all fours and runs fast mouse through the plants. And it seems like she has an easier time because like this is where she lives, right? She does this all the time. She runs up to this orc and to Lucanus, takes out her uh, quarterstaff, yells the thing about big orc or big goblins can't have flowers and smacks him right between the eyes. And he just like falls backwards and lands (laughs) on the ground. (laughs) Yay. You one-shotted him. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it when that happens. Um, <laughs> so good. Okay, so you one-shotted him. Very nice. Uh, so now, read all of that description about the leader. The leader, seeing that, is going to take out a very large, kind of ugly-looking spear. Oh, God. And Tulip, what is your armor class? 16. 16. Okay. Um, so it, the spear comes flying through the plants and you were just so pleased with yourself for knocking out this creature that was beating on your flowers for some weird reason. And you turn just in time to see here and then feel the spear come flying through the air to hit you for a retribution of six points of damage. Um, and it sticks into you kind of, you know, like shoulder area does not feel great. It's very big compared to you. Um, so there's this spear just like sticking into you now. And then uh, he is going to start backing up a ways. Okay, Nadia, it is your turn. All right. I'm going to go sort of a little 
off to the left of where I'm gonna measure that again. A little more off to the left of the other two. Not close enough to actually like hit anyone directly, but oh nope, that's not what I wanted. Hello. How do I move? There we go. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, and I'm the the sort of next one in line. Mm -hmm. uh, who's the pink one on this screen? I want to hit him with my spell-like ability, Acid Blob, which is like Malf's Acid Arrow. So I need to roll a ranged touch attack. Okay, touch. So that'll be plus plus my base attack bonus, right? Uh, yeah, so it's touch. Uh, so is uh, the attack roll is plus your base attack bonus and plus your dexterity. Uh, and plus dex. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is not such a <laughs> Uh, that'll be a 22. Wow, that hits! Hit, hit Pinky. Yeah, uh, uh -huh. And then I get to do uh, 2d4 of acid damage. <clears throat> I can find my d4s. I had this super cool idea of just, like, pulling dice out as I need them, and it's clearly not working. <laughs> um, that's five, five points of acid damage. Wow, yeah, yep. so this blob of greenish acidic goo comes streaking out from Nadia's hand and hits the orc kind of on like the neck area where there isn't as much armor and it just starts searing in and this orc goes oh really obviously very upset and in a lot of pain not great yeah all right Nadia you moved you attacked now it is Kay's turn Whoop whoop! Um, I'm also <laughs> going to dart up to the <laughs> to the whoop whoop. I'm going <clears> to <throat> inch forward a little bit. So how do I move myself? There? You have thirty what? feet. Remember, I think here-ish. Okay. And then I'm going to use my short bow and shoot him. Shoot the same one that Nadia shot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay. Whoop whoop! And. And uh, just as a reminder, because they have not gone yet in combat, that means that they are denied their dexterity bonus to their AC, or otherwise means that you can get sneak attack damage on them. Oh, uh, how do I do that? Basically, that means if you hit one, you get to do extra damage. Okay. I'm, um, I'm telling you that because you might want to attack one who hasn't been hurt yet, so that oh, you can take full advantage of that extra damage. Uh, er, okay. Um, I guess, let me measure here. <laughs> that one's too far away. <laughs> that one's too far away. I forgot where I was to measure where uh, I first moved. You were like right next to, or no, you were one square to the left of Cedric. Okay, so I can actually move one jump forward. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Long range shoot, battle. I'm going to shoot the green one. Okay. <laughs> Just barely. All <laughs> the right. green one is like directly in front of me, about 60 feet. Yeah, roll to shoot. Okay. I forgot how to do this. It's just ah. a d20. It's a d20 plus the attack bonus for your short bow. Okay, that's what I... Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. I was like, when do I add the bird? <laughs> oh, 17. Yep, that hits. Okay, yes! so now... <laughs> so now you're gonna whoop! roll your... Whoop! You're gonna roll your uh, short bow damage, and then also, I believe, as a third level rogue, your sneak attack is still an extra 1d6, I think. I will check. Uh, it says sneak attack plus 2d6. Oh, maybe it's already 2d6 then. Um, yeah. And then I wrote incapacitated under that. I don't know what that means. That, I sure think that I think that was your way of saying, um, yep, it is 2d6. Um, so I think incapacitated was your way of saying when they're denied their dexterity bonus. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Perfect. So if, um, you, if you go before the enemy in combat, that is one such situation where they are denied their dexterity bonus to their AC. 
Okay, so I roll the 1d6 normally for damage, and then I roll two extra d6. Holy Correct. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Yep. On. All right. Welcome so, to one of the best things about being a rogue. <laughs> all right, a four, a three, so seven, uh, plus four, oh, 11. Did I math right? What was that? Four plus three plus four. Is that 11? Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Perfect. Yep. Okay, um, <laughs> you run up and you sort of plant your feet and you're really, you feel like you're coming into your own. So you draw back the string and the arrow goes flying through the air and goes into one of the, like, this is like a sniper shot. Like you're at your max <laughs> distance, but you're, the arrow just sweet spot right into this orc's eye socket. And again, it just like stops and falls over. So you one-shotted another one. Good job, folks. One-shot party. One-shot party. Alrighty. Um, that was Kay. Lucanus. From uh, from Lucanus's perspective, he has like he like ran out ahead of the group, right, and <laughs> felt like it was him versus these six orcs. And then like just as he gets to this first one, like this stick comes out of nowhere and just crushes its skull. And then he looks over and he sees a, a like a bolt fly into the eye of the other one. He looks down and he sees Tulip beside him with like with her quarterstaff and just gives her like a quick nod. And then which one did you say is the one that looks like the leader? Uh, that's the one with the orange dot who is very far away from you. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. He's going to run at the purple one. Okay, so um, one of the other ones with Annette yes. here in this group. Yep. Yeah, one of the ones between him and the leader. Mm -hmm. And he is going to uh, make an attack with his uh, Morningstar. Do that. Rage. It's still a pretty good rage, even if it is a little sick. Oh my god, so many so many questions to roll that. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, do you that have is, advantage? Yeah. Do you have whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just like eight questions before you can actually roll. That's a 20? A 20, yeah, that'll hit. Uh, and then, I guess this is the damage button? Five damage. That is the lowest amount of damage that I could have done with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so uh, Lucanus runs up on this one and gives a mighty swing um, and clocks this orc in the side of the head and rings his bell pretty much, um, but he's not quite all the way over yet, so he sort of, like, takes it and then rears back and growls at Lucanus, and yeah, you just, you feel like you're not quite as, like oomphy is normal it's really yeah. weird it it frustrates lucanus yeah. lucanus is gonna kind of like growl at the yeah it sucks at the work um okay so you're there growling in each other's faces um fletcher that all happened in a whirlwind and now you see um basically everybody it's just you and cedric hanging out here on the edge where you started everybody else took off running and you have seen your friends drop two of these orcs pretty immediately and injure two of the others quite a bit. You are very far away, but it is your turn. Yeah, definitely move, uh, run forward. I mean, as, as far as I'm able to quickly. And the, the the leader is the one that that threw that spear, right? Correct. And then backed away. Yep. So I think I'm I think I'm reacting to that, seeing the spear being thrown and and hitting tulip and so i i run forward and i'm i'm targeting that one out there and shoot off two magic missiles to fly over there to hit him okay um and which That's is really what the nice because was for not a deer <laughs> yeah but it's really nice because i get to just roll damage mm -hmm. so <laughs> that that range is bananas yeah, and I, I didn't even have to move mm -hmm. i could have hit that thing from where i was <laughs> <the magic laughs> missile 
Like, Bot-nance. absolutely nuts. Okay, that's four. Seven damage. Seven damage. Oh, God, I hate math so much. Um, Please stand by. Okay. Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, so you uh, send off your two magic missiles, one from each hand, and they go, they do that cool, like, um, animated thing where they, like, cross back and forth as they fly through the air, and boop, boop, they both, like, way off in the distance, you can see them hit this orc, um, and he seems to take it, and he's still, he's, like, facing you guys, but he's, he's in the act of backing up as you hit him. Cedric. Okay, so, from Cedric's perspective... (laughs) He's just like standing in the middle of these flowers that are like yep. at his like the uh, like above eye level, and everybody just like takes off running, and he's just like uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like follow everyone through these like zigzagging paths that everyone has like kind of trampled through the flowers, mm-hmm. and um he is so he can make it to like right behind Fletcher basically <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and um from there. I don't know that he can see anything, really. Give me a perception check. We'll see what you see. Okay. Um, <laughs> 13. I mean, I think you can get the general direction that they're in. Like, you're pretty close now. Um, so, yeah, you can see shapes moving even if you can't make out, like, specific details. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep running uh, in that direction and use my, my, my full action to just run. Don't forget, if you wanted to, you could you you could move four times your run speed if all you wanted to do was run this turn. But if you're like running oh. and stopping, then yeah, I think maybe you only like. Did you want to just like pound through, or did you want to run and then stop and check? Because I feel um, like that's a little different. Yeah, I I kind of want to like I'm 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 imagining him just kind of like running and pounding through and like looking and then like skidding to a halt as soon as he gets to Tulip and seeing her with a okay. like the spear sticking out of her, and uh, that's that's my turn. Sounds good. Okay. So that was Cedric's turn. Now there are three orcs, th- th- three regular orcs left um, that pew, didn't, pew. Get, didn't get. Yeah, thank you, Peter. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It was better when we were with Knowles, but here we are. So we'll do purple first because it's right up on Lucanus. Um, so the purple one is going to take its falchion, big old sword, and try to hit Lucanus. Um, that is a 16. I don't remember if that hits his armor class or not. I'm going to have to hit Peter. It's Peter's pain. Peter's oh, sorry. Pain. I was totally okay. I'll, I'll look it up. I feel like it might not because he has like a lot of AC now. Oh, wait, is this? You're asking me about Cedric's AC? Yeah, it's, I said it's 16. sixteen. Yeah, 16 is my AC. Wait, really? Yeah. According to my character sheet. Yours or Lucanus's? Because Lucanus's mm. says 12. Oh, Cedric's. I thought, I thought we were talking about Cedric. You're talking about Lucanus? I'm talking about Lucanus. The purple one oh. is attacking Lucanus. Sorry. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yes. Lucanus's AC is 12. Yeah, okay. So the falchion hits, and it is gonna do... Boy, that's a lot of damage. It's like they're strong or something. Um, da, 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 da. Double threes for uh, 10 damage with his Oof. sword. So that is what the purple one do as retribution for Lucanus smacking it so hard. And then... um, That is not fair. I only did five to it. It should not be allowed to do ten to me. That is not fair. I please report that to our (laughs) complaints department. I would like to speak to the manager. Nowhere. Or the orange orc. (laughs) The orange orc. Okay. uh, So 
the yep the pink one is which I think is the one that no Nadia no yeah Nadia the pink one is the one that you shot is gonna come right up yep and yeah I think that was it was able to get that far right it could get right up on you is that right yeah it can okay yep mm-hmm. so it's gonna get right up on you and swing its falchion at you because okay you know, uh oops. Let's, Oops. Let's check for confirmation on that natural 20. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. And you know what's really- Did I say that I stayed airborne since it was a long distance attack? <laughs> um, I mean, I sort of assume that you're hovering in, like, person's head range, but- Yeah, I didn't want to be too high because I didn't want to draw attention to myself, right. probably. Um, and you know what's really fun is that Falchion's crit on an 18 to 20 anyway, but it was a natural- uh, And that's oh. a natural 17, so that is, in fact- a confirmed critical. Oh boy! Right. Gee, should I should I roll twice or should I just roll once and double it? Anybody have a strong opinion? I, <laughs> it's up to Cindy. I have no strong opinions. <laughs> no strong opinions. Nikki, do you have a strong? I'm, opinion? I'm sitting here doing very bad math in my head, trying to think. Well, roll maybe twice. if you roll twice, it's less likely to. Yeah. Yeah, Nikki. I vote roll twice. Roll twice. Okay, we're rolling twice. So here's two d4. That's a three and a four, so that's seven. Uh, and that's, uh, one and a four, so that's eleven, twelve, plus four is sixteen. So two less damage than what it would have been. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So was, what was the total? Sixteen, 16. damage. Sixteen. With its okay, sword okay. swipe. I'm still, I'm... It is su- I'm still, I'm still up, and I'm very mad now. It is supremely upset that you acid etched it. So yeah, I feel like you're just both yeah, angry well. at each other. <laughs> yeah, Nadia goes into a rage. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I feel like the blue one is too far away to do anything useful right now. Let's see where can he go. Whoop! There we go. Tulia's up close, or Tulip's up close. Zoop! Okay, so the last last regular orc standing is gonna run up on Tulip. And also use a falchion. Um, wow. I bet that's not gonna hit. That's a ten. Nope. Alright. So it comes up and completely misjudges how short you are and just cuts off the grass right above your ears. She just, like, dodges out <laughs> <Yeah>. of the way. <laughs> um, okay. So that was them. And that leaves Cedric. <laughs> or, no, sorry, they were last in the order. Um, so now it's Tulip's yeah. turn. Sorry, Tulip. Um, yeah. Perfect, I don't have to run anywhere. This I know. Is- Perfect. Very convenient. I'm okay, same, right? <laughs> I want to use my flurry of blows attack. Okay. Since I don't have to move. Do um, that. I'm also going to use my fist of iron. Yeah, do it. And I'm gonna, I guess, hit him twice mm-hmm. with flurry of blows. Mm-hmm. First attack is a 19. Hits. So with fist of iron, I deal an extra d. Four of damage. Yeah. Uh, so that is two d four plus two. Nice. Good punchy mouse. Nine damage. Oh yeah, you one shot this guy too. <laughs> you just <laughs> like you. So you're so short because like orcs are really tall and you're fairly short. You basically just like sucker punch him in the gut and again like it's like a who died that way Houdini is that right? Died yeah. from sucker punch. Yeah, you just like hit him just in the right spot. His spleen ruptures. <laughs> yeah, his spleen ruptures. I mean, you don't know that because it's on the inside, but that's yeah, not you... how you hit. This is how you hit. <laughs> 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 so um, this tiny mouse just 
punches the and yeah, um, Cedric, you're close enough to watch this happen. Is she just sucker punches this guy and he just again falls over <laughs> into the grass. <laughs> and she can I? She still has this giant spear sticking out of her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cedric is very impressed. <laughs> can I move after my attack? You can. Yep. Okay, I'm going to run towards the orange guy. Okay. Do oh that. my god. Okay. Just determined and be like, big goblins, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming at the top of her lungs as she's running. Nice, nice. And that's my turn. Since I love can't it. do, I guess I can't do flurry blows, but. Okay, love it. So <laughs> you run right up to him and now it's his turn. So he's going to look you, <laughs> he's going to look you dead in the eye and <laughs> Put his hand on the spear shaft and rip it out of you. <laughs> I brought it back to him. Yeah, I know, right? Um, he's going to rip it out of you, and then he's going to turn around and stab it, or attempt to stab it right back into you. That is a 16. Meets my armor class. Meets your armor class. Okay, there we go. Um, that is five more spear damage. So he's going to do that. And then he's going to do that. And then he's going to run away from you. And like, he's going to leave the spear stuck in you again. And he's just going to take off running. Yeah. Do I get an attack of opportunity? You do. Yep. Let me. How does, is that just an attack? Normal attack? Yep. So you get one punch, basically. One punch. Sorry. I really love that show. Um... (laughs) 18. 18 hits. Actually, it's a 19. Uh, That's. Is it my plus two or plus three if it's one hit? I think it's plus three. Yeah, if it's just one, yeah. So seven damage. Okay. I try to trip him with my quarter staff as okay. I hit him. <laughs> well, if you try to, well, that would be. Well, it's just yeah. flavor wise. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a whole different move. Okay, yes, but he is he is booking it away from you. Okay, Nadia, it is your turn. There is an orc in your face. Uh, yeah, the guy in my face is going to get two claws in his face. Let's see how he does. I've got a 17 mm-hmm. and a 19. Mm-hmm. That one. Math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Both hit. So that'll be... Uh, that one's two. They're both two. So four and four. Uh, yeah, you destroy him. Just, again, shredded to bits. Shredded yeah. to bits. Yeah. And with him gone... I'm going to use my move to just go further in the direction of where our mousy friend uh, just went. Okay. Okay. Ish. All right. I'm going to just kind of move diagonally north-left. <laughs> um, and remember... Spend nature check like. patented direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was here. Here. That's 30. Uh yeah. All right. Cool. What and was then... that sound? It was like an angry cat sound. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And then I'm going to shoot the orange one with my bow. He's okay. right at the edge of my range again. <laughs> pew pew. Yes. All right. Twenty, and we're gonna snipe this kid in the face. I got a twenty, a dirty twenty, but a twenty nonetheless. That hits. Excellent. So just one d six, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. I got a three. Okay, that is a three. So yeah, this time um, he's got better armor and it's it's far away, but you, you know, you're moving and there's a lot of stuff going on and you're just not as sure this time, but you still do hit him, which is good. Vacanus, you also have an orc in your face. 
Yeah, so I hit this orc, he hit me back, time to hit him again. Okay. <laughs> uh, going, uh, going like baseball swing with my morning star, just like swinging for the fences. Yes. That's a 23. Wow, yeah. And that's, the damage is 13, I guess? Oh, does it automatically roll the damage? Rolling 2d6 oh, yeah. plus blah blah blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You turn him into paste. Cool. I spit on his dead body. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this wow. is this is the one thing that I don't have to think about as far I, as Lucanus yep. hates orcs more than anything else on the entire planet. Well, we'll see. As far as I know. As far as you know. Yep. Okay. Are you doing anything else? Uh, <clears throat> I don't think so. That's, okay. That's, oh wait, wait. Yeah, I want to run after orange guy. Yeah, <laughs> I thought so. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So my just double checking forty feet. I can get to here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just booking it. Okay. Um. Uh. That was the Canis Fletcher. Okay. Super annoyed. He keeps running away. Like I can't. Right. I like throwing different kinds of fights at you. You've you've fought in confined spaces. You fought a caster. Now you're fighting a long distance fight. Fighting a coward. Whoa. <laughs> he, um, he would not appreciate that. That's rude. I don't care Half what he it. appreciates. <laughs> you don't know um, him. I know we he's just, attacking us. And he's out of actually, range of my spells. We attacked them. I Thank fair. you. Yes, they were just out collecting insects. <laughs> they were stealing Lucanus. flowers. <laughs> they were attacking the flowers and the beetles, and then Lucanus attacked them. The, literally, the only thing uh, I can reach him with is to try my uh, light crossbow mm. and try to fire at him, because um, that definitely has a lot more range than the rest of my spells. No. No. <laughs> I just, I just gotta co- do this call out. Qui-Gon Bowers suggested you trip him up using grease. Which I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have grease prepared today. I'm what? pretty sure you're. That's what? A, why? Oh. And I thought you and, were contractually obligated to use grease every combat. <laughs> well, and the range of grease is also only thirty feet. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's so far away from me, I cannot hit him. Um, and my, my crossbow arrow definitely goes very far askew uh, because I am not used to using a crossbow. Like, That's ever. true. It does not come <laughs> out very often. Alrighty. Um, that sounds good. Uh, Cedric. Okay. So Cedric's point of view, right? Like he, everybody ran away from him. Yep. He chased after. Yep. Like past Fletcher in the weeds. Yep. And then like got up, saw this giant spear sticking through Tulia reached for it to try and pull it out of her and like she ran away like pulling it out of like his, his grasp like as he was going for it and then he looks up sees lucanus in combat and then lucanus just shakes off the boots. <laughs> so he's like looking around like can't even hear anything um so yeah it's like I've... jurassic park when the raptors are in the tall grass yeah! like, taking yeah. people down you can't see anything yeah very much um yeah so i uh i think i'm gonna just gonna do another perception check to see if oh wait sorry that was a move silently check which but, you failed um, regardless <laughs> real bad roll really bad i'm 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 like hello it, does anyone need any help is everyone okay <laughs> Uh, Kay, Kay Fletcher and Nadia, you can sort of hear this happening in the plans off to your right. 
North left! Go north left! <laughs> All right. I am going to, I think I cannot get to Nadia, but I'm going to move that direction. So do not like these running combats. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with my, my very short legs. <laughs> Just like my character can, can fly very quickly, but I still feel it so much because I do indeed have their short legs in real life. I mean, Tulia has short legs and she managed to go pretty far. She has four short legs, though. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> She's yeah. a monkey monk. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Very skinny. Uh, yeah. So I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna rejoin Nadia and Fletcher. Okay. Um, and kind of take stock of Nadia's wounds and assume that she's gonna fly away before I can do anything. To help her. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So it would be the regular orcs' turn, but um. Maybe did. <laughs> They can't come to the phone right now. So instead... <laughs> yes! <laughs> it was so much better than what I was going to say, yes. <laughs> so instead, it's Tulip's turn. <laughs> Fantastic. I will just walk up this time on two legs mm-hmm. to him, because I don't have to get on all fours, mm-hmm. and use my iron fist, or fist of iron again. Okay. As a punchy punch. Do that. I'm assuming a 10 misses. Yeah, that misses. Sorry. So I swing with my quarterstaff and miss. And then go, stop stealing the flowers and stand still. <laughs> That's um, my turn. Okay. So he sort of like looks down at you when you say that. And he sort of like snorts. And again, like this thing, you've never seen these before. But it, it looks like a big goblin, except for a few differences, right? It's got the black hair and that sort of like greenish skin tone but it's also got these big bottom teeth like tusks sticking up and yeah he just seems really really mean and he just snorts down at you and turns around and pieces out so he is going to take that run action that i've been describing to you folks where he can run basically like four times his land speed in a round so he just pieces out and he leaves without taking that spear out of your shoulder this time right he just leaves and you can take another attack of opportunity if you'd like please mm-hmm. 22 uh-huh yeah <laughs> can i use my fist of iron on my reactions or no i don't think so i'm not I sure don't... okay i'll just yeah. assume i can't okay six damage okay yeah um so you whack him again as he turns but he just pieces out and runs away and you know what's weird he he runs far enough um, through the plants that you can't really see him anymore, and the spear is still in you for a moment, and then all of a sudden it's not. You just, like, look down and it's not there anymore. That's... She's confused. Mm -hmm. She's just, like, looking at where the hole is. (laughs) Yeah, so it has disappeared. So, you all are very far away. Um, Would you like to continue trying to chase him, or are you kind of content that you destroyed most of them, and I guess, do you want to continue with combat or not? Peasant! Did he, like, vanish and, like, how far out of, like, how far off did he run? Like, did he vanish into something, or um, well, I mean, can I still see him? Like, I, I guess if you popped up, you might be able to see him. You don't know if he's going to hide or not. Um, But, like I said, he's, he's flat out running, which means he can run, like I told you guys, you can run four times your movement speed per round if you decide that that's all you're doing is running. And I've seen him run enough to know that his running speed is the same as my fly speed, so I can't Basically, catch him. Basically, yeah. Yeah, then I'll, yeah, I just want to catch up to, to Tulip then. Okay. 
Um, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess same question. Like, so, yeah, like, Lucanus can tell that he can't catch up to this guy. Yeah, right? you all have yeah. about the same move speed, so it would be very difficult for you to catch up to him. Yeah. Right. Tulip um, could catch up to him, but she probably shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go one-on-one with this guy, we can. But... Yeah, sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> You've already killed two of them by yourself, so... <laughs> and mm-hmm. and hurt him enough for him to run away yeah. when he's their biggest bad so Tatus yells out and stay out yes <laughs> get off my lawn <laughs> get out my flowers peasant okay uh, that's um, great well if you've decided that you are done with combat and don't want to chase that guy uh, let us take our halfway break um, thank you so much to everybody who's watching I see lots and lots of people also watching. shout out shout out to Teal because she's in my she's in my class oh she's okay in my workshops. I was wondering um, where some of these people came from but hello to everyone from Nancy's class um, hi, <laughs> hi Cassie I see you lurking um, oh there you just popped up in the chat thank you for showing yourself um <laughs> So, yeah, thanks to everyone who's hanging out and watching. Um, We're really happy to have Nikki as a guest tonight. And uh, we are going to take approximately a 10-minute bio break to go get some refreshments, pet our... I've had a pee for a half hour. I had a pee before the combat. Nancy's going to go pee. Um, So you can do all of those things, too, in your own respective homes and come back and hang out with us again in 10 minutes. Um, where we'll be talking more to Nikki and also maybe we can talk about plant uh, insect interactions and the storyline that she picked um, for Tulip. So stay tuned for all that. We'll be back soon. Bye. Hi, friends. We're back. I hope you enjoyed your bio break. I know we enjoyed ours. Um, (laughs) I lost my bell. Here it is. Sorry, my, my desk is a mess. Let's talk about some science. Ah, I love that sound. Okay, (laughs) so, (laughs) hey, I went on a special shopping trip to find this thing before we started this game, okay? The bell is important. Let's, sorry for scaring you, Veronica. Hi, we missed you. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, let's talk about some science. Uh, So, Nikki, uh, I asked you if you had any sort of, like, science concepts that you thought would be fun for your story to center around or to introduce your character, and what did you pick? I wanted an endangered species that I was protecting as like an exhibit type thing. Not exhibit. That's not the right word. A nature preserve. I think nature preserve. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah. And I decided that part of the reason this uh, creature would be endangered or threatened or just not super common is because it relies on a specific plant um, for its food source. There are a lot of examples of insects specifically, but also other organisms that have like a super close relationship like this, where like they rely on this organism exclusively for their survival. Um, So I thought we could talk a little bit about that. We can start with insects and plants. And if we feel like branching out, we can but I'm sure you all have favorite examples of insects that rely on host plants um, for their survival. And they have these very, very close uh, relationships. Anybody have a good one? They're staring at me silently. I asked the entomologist to talk about bugs and plants and suddenly (laughs) they don't want to talk about bugs and plants. So many options. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You start thinking of everything. (laughs) I mean, there's like the the only thing I can think of right now is the opposite. What's that? (laughs) What can you think of as the opposite? opposite? Is Uh, this a sandwich? (laughs) No. 
<laughs> no, I'm sorry. Um, basically, I was like, what would the, like, is there anything that would be really screwed if we got rid of all those? Because I've lived in Southeast Texas for my whole life. And uh, like the only thing that they're really critical to, I think, is like some particular flowering plant in like. Sorry, if you Amazon got rid of what? The tropics, just like. If you got rid of what? Uh, mosquitoes. Oh, right. Okay. Mosquitoes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the little demon guys. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's like there, we wouldn't ruin any ecological niches if we got rid of all of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Turns out they are more useful uh, in this area than I thought too. But yeah. anyway, that's not what you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I worked that's... with the. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Nancy. I worked with the carnivore blue butterflies. Yeah. And they're endangered because they specifically mm. work on, uh, feed on their host plant lupin or lupine. I always assumed it was lupin, but it sounds weird. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> Plants. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I worked on that project in the Albany Pine Bush, so in, up, in upstate New York. They, like most people, build a reserve, I think. They're like, this is an endangered ecosystem, and they put like a fence around it. But the Albany Pine Bush, they built the city first, and then was like, oops. So then the Albany Pine Bush Reserve has been like buying back city blocks at a time, like ripping up the concrete and like dumping the plants back in. Um, and the big problem they have is like with Aspen and a lot of suppressed fire control. So cut prescribed burn actually comes in. And so what happens is if it's too shaded and the soil chemistry changes because of Aspen and stuff, then you don't get to grow the lupin, which is what the carnivore blue butterfly needs. But apparently in ancient, ancient, you know, 1700s records, there used to be butter carnivore blue butterflies that would just be everywhere. Like you couldn't go two feet without, you know, hundreds of them. And now they're, they're endangered and they're really rare because that ecosystem has been completely changed. And the most ironic part is that in the mall, they have like a little sign about the importance of the Connor Blue Butterfly, but the mall is built on top of that endangered ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So there's one. Yeah, I think the uh, Carner Blue is one that maybe, I don't know, I hope a lot of people have heard about it. Hmm? I've got a big one from okay. Maryland. So as a person who's employed by the University of Maryland, <laughs> I, I feel like I have to, and lived in Maryland for many years and, and still <laughs> technically do. That, um, Peter, blink uh, so, twice if they're forcing you to say this. <laughs> Okay, no, I, 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 but I'm going all in on this. Maryland okay. is one of the few states that has cool, a cool state insect. Most state insects are garbage. Your state insect is garbage. All of you, if you even have one, because there are like eight Isn't states like that the, still don't have one. Like Only one, one of them are the European honeybee. So Oh yeah, a lot of them are the honeybee. Leave it there. I yeah. thought a lot of them were lightning bugs too, or fireflies. No, or like two of them are lightning bugs, okay. and but they're either Honeybees honeybee, and monarch butterfly. Mm. Monarch butterfly lady uh, asian ladybugs also not native but okay but maryland this is what i'm talking about <laughs> maryland good distract you be so maryland state insect is the baltimore checker spot mm. which is a butterfly whose wings are like orange and black and white like speckled kind of and the, the pattern looks like the maryland state flag which is the heraldic flag of george calvert who is the first lord of baltimore who was anyways um <laughs> So the the wings look like, you know, the state flag. It's an endangered species that occurs only in the mid-Atlantic, and it's endangered because its host plant is only the white turtle head, which is a marsh flower that they they live on, the, the larvae live on, and the adults feed on. And the problem with the white turtle head is that 
deer really, really, really like mm-hmm. eating the white turtle head. So with the deer population being completely out of control and also marsh, you know, a habitat being pretty destroyed everywhere it's been it's been really hard on the on the baltimore checker spot and re-establishing them is so hard because you have to exclude deer from wherever you're trying to establish these turtle heads so yeah this is our token one um so those were both great examples and uh yeah a lot of the examples that i can think of are also like butterflies and a host plant um but are there some examples of insects that are not lepidopterans or not butterflies and moths that have like a singular host plant attachment like this oh yeah sure Um, there's a spider that lives in pitcher plants (gasps) really Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it like cool. it like specifically lives in pitcher plants and has adaptations to be able to like live on it and like goes down like pulls stuff that has fallen out of the goo and then eats it. <laughs> I love is it. It's like developed to be resistant to whatever the thing is in the bottom of the pitcher plant that normally kills bugs. It it, right? it it basically never goes down there to grab it. Basically, it has okay. like if I remember it correctly, I think it just kind of like goes down, like dips its toes, and it's just like boink. Oh, I love it. I don't know of any that are endangered, but you have a lot of the, the super close relationships in the, the gall farming insects that usually have like a species of plant that that species of insect lays an egg in for the larva to mess with the plant's physiology and form a gall <laughs> around itself to grow up and become a new adult. And so I, they're also so understudied. There's like so many gall wasps out there and so many things that we probably wouldn't we probably don't even know about plants that we've lost and their associated gall formers that were lost along with them and so like and and like outside of plants the same thing applies to all the like parasitic things like the white rhinoceros or you know going extinct and its bot fly is going extinct along with it because the larvae have to develop in the rhino so i don't i don't know of like a, a gall species i can i can cite for that but it's it it makes a lot of sense that like they have to have that plant and as that disappears you you lose all the insects that associate with that plant those are great points i um just thinking about the parasites i have found a lot of papers talking about the loss of megafauna or large animals like rhinos or bison and how that affects dung beetles because that's part of what I was doing for my research. But also the point about galls. Yeah, here in uh, North America, now is a great time to be looking for galls on goldenrod. If you've never done that before, go out and, and look oak. for gold and oak. Yeah, um, but I like I like doing it on goldenrod. So you can like break off the stem and you take a knife and cut the gall sideways and you can find the larvae inside. I think that's cool. I like doing that. Those are kids. cool flies. The, the the adult flies of the goldenrod gall flies. They're, they're cool. They've got kind of like black and white Black and clear, kind of speckly wings, Ooh, nice. kind of a bigger than a housefly, kind of cool looking bug. You can and you can rear them out yourself. You know, like you collect a couple of those galls after the goldenrod has died off in the fall, and then you know, like bring them inside, put them in a mason jar, and like they'll hatch out. I was gonna say that's that's the gall that I have in my plant health problems tattoo that's on my side. <laughs> I have a goldenrod with uh, with a gall in it. Nice, that's awesome. I can think of two more examples. There are the orchids that trick, like the orchid wasps, Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. mimic the sex pheromones. And then there's also like a weird beetle that can eat eucalyptus leaves, but and farts hydrogen cyanide. No relation. They synthesize the hydrogen cyanide themselves and the oil that go Mm. along with it, but eat eucalyptus specifically. It's called the eucalyptus tortoise beetle. Yeah, that's fun. I feel like all tortoise beetles have really close 
plant close mm-hmm. host associations. You know, like there are like thistle tortoise beetles that have been introduced for biocontrol. There's morning glory tortoise beetles at Olympia morning glory. Like there's just like, there's like a palm tortoise beetle that occurs in Florida. That's really mm-hmm. beautiful. Like a, it's kind of like a metallic blue. That, yeah. The that only feeds on Sal palm. Palmetto, the saw palmetto tortoise beetle. That's it. They, okay. So they did this really cool study. Um, and the, the tortoise beetle not only is don't not only just dome shaped to you know help prevent predators from picking it up but it releases a type of oil from in between its feet and has these really specialized hairs to like and the beetle actually just sticks to the leaf and the experiment that was done um, they can actually hold up to three grams for like a couple seconds Whoa. and like this beetle's tiny yeah uh, uh, the book is over <laughs> but the tortoise beetle is like the he- like the size of the head of a pin or like they're not very uh, it's big, a little right? bit bigger okay. no it yeah it's like, I don't like know, a dime five. no this, they're no, not this, the no, tortoise the beetles they're, they're like pencil really, erasers really yeah. yeah they're yeah. like okay pencil yeah. eraser size yeah. Yeah. Mm, i'm gonna see if i can find it <laughs> oops oh. sorry puka oh no <laughs> That was the I accidentally oh, hurt my dog sound. Yeah. Yes. I like squeezed over and apparently because that was my book went, and I squat his head apparently Aww. between my hips. Are you okay? Is that Eisner's book? Oh, it look is. at those eyes. It is. Mm. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Do you love me? <laughs> yes, I love you. I'm sorry. You don't have to sit and sleep on my lap. anyway continue to talk amongst yourselves while i try well nikki while you've got all of these scientists at your beck and call do you have questions (laughs) for them about bugs and plants (laughs) wait i found it i found it (laughs) thank goodness (laughs) oh it's so cute look at that yeah so this is the underside of him and then these are their like little specialized feet and all of these little hairs it kind of makes that me think have? of a gecko foot. It's got that kind of same. Yeah. I was thinking of gecko. And yeah. They've actually studied um, tortoise beetle feet specifically to make grippy surfaces, much like gecko feet. Anyway, here's more pictures of its like little feet hairs. Oh, so cool. the oil, it's like comes down, um, is secreted by glands in the foot, and then it has all these hairs to disperse the oil like this. Nice. <laughs> Such a science lesson. Um, that's what we're here for <laughs> yeah and then here, here's ants that are trying to pull the beetle up and can't so the beetle's that little blue thing and then I think there's a picture of the experiment where they like nope not in this book in the other book there's a picture of the experiment where they like connected it to we're gonna start a story time with Nancy stream on nature check oh here it is I, so I feel like, like this yes. is just Nancy's Nancy's yeah. class like we're just getting a, a teaser of Nancy's class that she's teaching. basically like this is what I do anyway so then um yeah so this is the contraption that they did to like put weights and then hold it onto the beetle to see how much the beetle could resist um and it was up to three grams that's cool mm-hmm yep and uh yeah. Oh, here's another. Here's a better picture of like beetle with like a little gram. Oh, and they oh like a pulley. Oh That's so cute. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so they found that. It, and by they, I mean Thomas Eisner and crew um, found it. Also, tortoise beetles. While we're on the subject of things, also make shields with their poop called fecal shields, which is very interesting. <laughs> Anyway, um, I highly recommend this book. It is not sponsored. This is for Very Love good. of Insights by Thomas Eisner. I'm stuck on fecal shields, but okay. <laughs> hey, use the materials you have available. Exactly. Waste sure, not, want not. That. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so 
yeah, yeah. Teal's in the class. She can tell you how that is like literally how all my lives go. People just ask me a question. I'm like, oh, well, in this book, let me just show you all the things. <laughs> should, should we should we put them on blast? Just like uh, pop quiz for Teal? Like... <laughs> <laughs> no. Poor Teal. <laughs> um, but yeah, did you have any questions for the scientist, Nikki? <laughs> Not really. I'm, I never really had an interest in bugs, but I understand the reason for the interest like I get the I get why somebody would be interested in the only bugs that I really see other than like spiders here because I don't go outside very often are um are love bugs which mm. are a nuisance and I hate them so much mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure their only reason for existence is to get my car dirty <laughs> but I guess you could prove me wrong maybe is there a better reason for love bugs or no no, that's specifically their evolutionary niche is your car. <laughs> so they, <laughs> Darwin actually wrote about that. He was like, all right, in like 100 years, there's going to be this lady. And she's going to have a car. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm not familiar with love bug. Is that, does it go by another uh, name? Oh, Bibianids. They're a type of fly. Oh, they're okay. small and they're almost always they- found mating together. That's why they're called love bugs. Is they like I don't actually know much about their lifespan. I'm sure someone else knows more about it. I just start blabbing because like, all I know is that they constantly are two connected at once, and they are all over the place. And if I remember correctly, I thought it was to kill mosquitoes, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. No, I think they're decomposers. No. They're really decomposers. Yeah. Because they, I know they definitely swarm at a certain time of year. Like there's a season where at least the ones in Texas just boy, you just can't drive anywhere without the front of your car just getting totally covered in them. And apparently they are just acidic enough to mess up the paint on your car. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember what their eco- ecological niche was. They're That's known fun. as the honeymoon fly or double-headed bug as well, hmm. according to Wiki. <laughs> That's fun. Larvae feed on leaf and needle litter, decaying organic matter. One genus uh, is xylophagus and bores into decaying wood of deciduous trees. Adults feed on nectar or pollen. So they're pollinators. Okay. Yeah. Um, And food for bigger things, probably. They also feed on honeydew Mm -hmm. and plant liquids associated with damage from insect feeding. So Mm. ooze feeders, probably. That's mm, ooze. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Or flux, I guess. It's flux. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure I remember that once they're done mating, the females just like just like because they fly around together for like a long time like while they're mating and then once they're done the females apparently just drop the males that's it that was the one fun fact i remember from college i don't remember much more about them to be honest i thought you were, I thought you were gonna say i don't remember much from college <laughs> i mean that's a bad story the fun facts about love bugs yeah. that i learned in college <laughs> So like, most... there was a big entomology department in my school that I just didn't do much with them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, most of these are not endangered that I can think of, but a lot of insects that accumulate poisonous toxins from the plants that they eat have very close associations with specific mm-hmm. kinds of plants because those are the plants that produce the toxic chemicals that they eat, like the oleander aphids that are like the, the bright yellow aphids that occur on uh, milkweed species Mm -hmm. that are so nasty you know if you try to grow milkweed for the monarchs like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden this time of year your milkweed is like black with uh aphid poop like they accumulate uh toxic chemicals from the milkweed the same way that the monarch butterflies do which like obviously monarchs are the thing that none of us mentioned really about like they have a very close host association too you know with with uh milkweed species um and monarchs are passe 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colorado potato beetle, well, super it's... bad pest of agricultural crops, has a really close association with solanaceous crops and mm-hmm. feeds almost exclusively on things in the genus Solanum. Uh, so so. potatoes, tomatoes, not... nightshade, etc. Yeah, cetera. eggplant. Eggplant, right. I always forget eggplant, which I shouldn't because that was it's your thing. Yeah. My whole thesis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there's another cool example um, with there's the Bella moth, which will get alkaloids of larvae and also a bunch of other moths and butterflies as well. Like the one from Ecuador that I can remember is the clear wing butterfly will take alkaloids from the nectar of a really small aster flower. And then the that smell gets mixed in with the pheromones that the males use for mating. So the females will not mate with the males that don't have those alkaloids because she passes them down to her eggs. And that's a really, really common story. Like in my class, I did a whole chapter on nuptial gifts that include chemicals like dangerous poisonous chemicals like this so that the way the female can pass it down to her eggs that's cool but there's like uh the 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 story about the bella moth is just like super crazy and and a little bit complicated but the short of it is like um male larvae tend to eat and like fight more over the plants that have the the more alkaloids you can find females that have alkaloids but usually it's the males and then because like their larvae are doing a lot of the work and they, the males, when they like come over as an adult and want to mate with the female, they'll exert like a pair of brushes, which I can also find in the book. But anyway, they exert like a pair of brushes that are laced with those alkaloids. So that way the female knows that he has them and then she'll present herself for mating with those brushes out. And even if the female doesn't have any alkaloids, she can, she can take the alkaloids from the male, pass them down to her eggs, but is, she is also protected within five minutes from the alkaloids that the males have. And she will specifically pick males that have more alkaloids, but they also mate a lot. So she will pick males that have a lot of alkaloids and like use those alkaloids, but then she'll also pick other males that are bigger and just can provide more like a bigger sperm packet Mm. and a bigger nutrient packet and then pick the sperm and the alkaloid (laughs) content that she wants. And the second mating actually boosts her egg production by up to like 15%. It's like really crazy. Um, Insect reproduction just blows my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But yeah, the Bella, the Bella moth is basically toxic to everything and nothing eats them. There's all these interesting photos that Thomas Eisner took specifically of the Bella moth. All right. Yeah. So here, so here are those brushes that pop out and And the male like brushes. Just to clarify, they pop out of his back end is. They do. They they definitely pop out of the back end and he like lovingly like caresses her. Like there's a certain spot on her body that he has to like touch those brushes to and then she'll be like yes you have alkaloids i'm going to mate with you or like no you don't have alkaloids and i'm not going to mate with you and Mm. um butt brush caresses that's what i learned tonight (laughs) delicious Anyway, this so is that's... how they taught school. I would have paid more attention. <laughs> this is how I teach school. You can take my next workshop. Oh, wow. This is I know so much about it because I just taught this workshop. <laughs> this was literally a whole chapter. It was, it was nuptial gifts. Like, there's whole other groups, anyway, that, like, there's beetles that produce cantharidin, and there's other beetles that, that are male that, like, fight over cantharidin to bring it back to the females, and the females will, like, lock their jaws into this, like, slit in the front of their to taste the cantharidin and then accept mating or not accept mating. It's this whole crazy thing. Y'all should have taken my class. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Wow. Well, in that case, thanks everyone for talking about bugs and plants. Sorry. (laughs) I got so excited. I know you did. Bugs and plants, bugs and plants, bugs and plants. It's um, awesome. I yeah. love it. No, that was great. <laughs> you know, and Cheryl was like, what do you guys know about this? And it was like, literally, it was like. 
<laughs> like, do I want to talk about? Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't realize I was putting on the spot so bad. Um, so that was a fun <laughs> science interlude. I liked it. But yeah, now we'll zoom back into the group of you standing in this Monarda patch, huffing and puffing. Some of you are a little bloodied because you just fought some things that some of you know what they are and some of you don't. Yeah, Cedric's gonna call out like, "Is everyone okay?" One ran okay. away. Should I go after it? <sighs> no. Uh, I don't think we can catch up. Is it, is it heading towards the village or is it running in the opposite direction? It's running west and your village is to the east. Oh, okay, cool. Lucandus's shoulders are going to like slump as as he sees it. As he just like watches it get further and further away. I don't I don't think we can catch that anymore. <laughs> He's gone. I mean, I could have, but I guess it's okay. He's not running towards the village. That's good. <laughs> I've never seen a goblin that big. Why was he so big? Well, uh they were actually different from goblins. They were uh, a a different a different type of people called orcs. Oh, they're bigger and meaner. Well, yeah, you Nadia, you've never seen them before either. I thought I'd maybe not. Okay, yeah, <laughs> he did look <laughs> mean. They can be. In his uh, the spear disappeared. It went poof. Oh yeah, you had a that was that was in you. Twice. <laughs> She'll point to both holes. Do you, do you, we have a cleric if you want some help, if you want to be like taken care of a little bit. Yeah. Cedric is, is like making his way through the, through the plants. Uh, sure. I have granola, but that works. I can save my granola for later. Yeah. So I'm going to cast. Let uh, him earn his keep since he didn't do anything. Oh. Who's hurt? Who's hurt? I'm, uh, I'm here. Damn. Don't worry. I'm here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cast uh, Cure Light Wounds on both of you guys. Um, that's a nine for Nadia and a eight for, is it Tulia or Tulip? I have written yes. down in bad handwriting. Yes. I Tulia think... is her official name, but Tulip is her nickname that she oh, goes by. Okay, okay. okay. And do you want to describe to Tulip how the healing feels? Oh, yeah. Um, Not like healing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Cedric is like, this is going to hurt, which you have not <laughs> experienced before. And as he lays his like hands against your spear wound, like it feels like someone is cauterizing the wound with hot metal. Like that, you feel this like jolt of pain like run through your your spear wound, and 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 you smell like burnt hair. But uh, as he pulls his hands away, like the wound is sealed closed, and like it's not like the hair is actually burned, but. But it smells like it should be. <laughs> I don't like that. I think I'll stick with granola next time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's the uh, the trials that we pass through that that make us into the 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 dwarves that we will be tomorrow. Or uh, the I I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't. Uh, mouse people. Uh, I don't know what you're. Miriam. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's going to go, thank you, and then like walk to the orc that she killed mm -hmm. and like try to rummage to look for shiny things on him. Okay. Or uh, food. Yeah. Uh, give me a search check. I also wanted to search the one that I do that yeah. knocked in the face. Search I was so proud of myself. Around. That was great. I feel like so Lucanus is always like burst on the search check, mm -hmm. but I feel like this time specifically he like walks over the group 
sits down and is like, um, don't forget to search all of them. Twelve. Okay. I'm not great at the searching. That's okay. I'm good at the perceptioning. And the punching. <laughs> that was yeah. a big seven. Very good. <laughs> was that a 26? seven from Nadia? Twenty-six from the rogue. Oh my god. <laughs> Cedric got a nineteen. All right. <laughs> So between all of you, you see, I mean, obviously everybody can tell that all of these orcs had a falchion and a javelin and studded leather armor. Like, that's obvious because they were carrying it. Uh, Kay and Cedric and Tulip, you are able to also find that each one of these five orcs also had a potion of cure light wounds on their person. Which did you say all four of them did? All, all five of them did. Or all, all five of them did? Yeah. Oh. Uh, they did not get a chance to use them. Um, wow. <laughs> it keeps happening. <laughs> and uh, Cedric, you and Kay both noticed this. Kay, I think you noticed it first and pointed out to everyone. But they all seem to have some place on their gear, whether it's on like a backpack or their armor or something. They all have an eye painted somewhere on their stuff. Uh, you know, so like the, you know, the oval... The circle. They all have an eye. Um, and also... Wait, wait. I'm not I'm not clear what an eye looks like, Cheryl. Can you, can you describe it to me a little bit more? <laughs> You're fired. Again. Um, <laughs> Sorry. There, you know, she it could have been compound eyes. You know, yeah. important that she clarified. There's no eyelashes. Um, <laughs> suddenly I have this, like, image of orcs putting on mascara. It's really delightful. Um, <laughs> and, Kay, you also noticed that the bags... The, that they had, there are these pop bugs inside them in the bags. Li- um, live, live pop bugs in the bags. Tulip, I don't, I don't think they were getting the plants. I think they were getting your bugs. She just like hands a bag. Over. <laughs> are they all gonna, ex- are they all gonna like explode? I, th- I think they're still alive. Tulip like, will quickly grab it, but care- like carefully quickly, but yeah, and she'll open it and let them out. She's like, no, 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 it's okay. Get out. Go, go, go. All right. Yeah. So you are able to free all of the pop bugs. I don't like orcs. They're mean. <laughs> Wait, I don't like them either. One almost like nearly murdered me. And then I almost gave up adventuring forever. And then I sucked at everything for a long time. They suck. <laughs> Lucanus just kind of silently nods. Lucanus, you all right over there? D- yeah, I just feel like real beat. Ugh, that fight took a lot out of me. I mean, you got hit in the face once. You normally get hit in the face like a hundred times. Sure, you're yeah. right. Yeah, just like, oh man, I don't know. I'd like, I think I'd like tweaked a muscle in my back Cedric, or something. Cedric, can you go, like go see if he's okay? I don't believe him. Oh, you're the uh, healer. Go figure out what's wrong with him. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that I <was> mean, amazing. <laughs> I'm now I, going to make Peter role play with himself. Uh, now you know what you, it feels like. <laughs> How, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, not so great. Uh, well, uh, like, uh, like, like, just, just from having your bell rung a little bit with that, uh, pop, or, uh, just, uh, like a general kind of malaise, or, you know. He's been kind of weird all day. He didn't even want to search anything. Come on, Cedric. Yeah, I guess I've just been feeling real tired. Uh, Cedric's in a guess. I'm going to cast Lesser Restoration of Lucanus. What does that do? 
It dispels any magical effects, reducing one of the subject's ability scores, or cures 1d4 points of temporary ability damage to one of the subject's ability scores. It also eliminates any fatigue suffered by the character and improves an exhausted condition to fatigued. It does not restore permanent ability drain. Okay, um, so you are able to get rid of the fatigue after he finished his rage, um, and you also are able to heal 1d4 points of damage to one of those two ability scores that lost points. Cool. So you can pick which ability and roll. I'm going to go with constitution. Okay. And you get two con back. Okay. Cool. I feel slightly less bad. Slightly I less mean, bad. Uh, yeah, that, that definitely helped a lot. Thanks, Cedric. Anytime, bud. I feel like Cedric's the kind of guy that would call people bud. Was, um, was there anything that would look like mundane but shiny on them? Like anything at all? They didn't really have any shinies beyond, like, the metal of their weapons and stuff, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's what you- oh, and the, um, the eye thing, did you, uh, yeah, Kay and Cedric, you both noticed that. Did you want to do anything with the eye- eye iconography? (laughs) Uh, Is it something I recognize- I mean, I don't have a lot of orc experience- but is it some? Is it a religious icon I recognize or anything like that? You can try a religion icon. check and see. Ah. I feel like I am very bad at those. So, Fletcher, you know everything about everything. Do you know <laughs> anything about these eye things? Come on, I'm sure you do. You do science and stuff. Yeah, they pointed it out. To me. I wasn't really searching orcs, assuming there'd be nothing on orcs I would really care about. Mm-hmm. But if if they pointed it out to me, yeah, I'll I'll see if I know anything. Okay. What would I what, what would I roll? Uh, you can do knowledge. Oh gosh, you could pick any of your knowledges. I don't know if you put okay. different amounts in them, but like knowledge, religion, or the planes, or yeah, there's a bunch that would or history. Like a lot of those would be because you took every single knowledge, didn't you? Every yeah, wizards, single knowledge. Yeah. No, yeah, wizards. Wizards get. <laughs> it just says knowledge all taken individually. So you just you get all of. The yeah. knowledge. You can you can put ranks <laughs> in any and all of them. Yeah. So you can yeah. like Yeah. History, the planes, smart. <laughs> uh yeah. Um religion, any of those would work. It's because he did the studying thing and went to the school. Oh, I'll do the planes, because I have plus five in that. Mm. Cedric got an eleven for the record. Okay. And uh fifteen? Eleven and a fifteen? Yeah. Yeah, so um it definitely feels religious to the two of you. Like it, it definitely feels religious or like a god's icon. Fletcher you can think of a few gods that might have an eye as their symbol, but you can't, like, you know, specifically pin your guess down, you know, super solidly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, whatever this eye is, it seems religious in some way. There's, it could mean a few different things, um, but it, it, for some reason, they have, they have this marking on a, on a whole bunch of their, their stuff. Should we should we take notes on it? <laughs> should we like write it down? I don't know. Might come up again. Maybe don't you just write things down? No. All right. I mean, I am taking notes IRL, but then I usually like when we like when we make camp. That's when Fletcher usually like writes mm-hmm. stuff from the day. So it, it would it definitely will be like written for mm-hmm. sure, and like a sketch of the eye and stuff. Kay is now very interested in the scientific process. Write everything down. <laughs> <laughs> well. If we can't, that that guy is now long gone, and he went. I, it seems like he. We're not going to run into him again. Um, Ever. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I, 
Definitely not. <laughs> no larger story here at all. Mm-mm. Nope, just a random ass encounter I rolled up right now. <laughs> yeah, that will never that will never come into play ever again. Um, so I guess I mean so Tulip, if you still feel safe about it, we can continue on to your village. Yeah, we saved the pop bugs, and he's long gone. I mean, if he's going that way, he'll he'll find a, well, there's other villages maybe, but it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. Do you know what else is Quick. that way besides villages? Like as as he goes that way. God, what's that way? <laughs> God, what's that I'm way? I'm gonna fly up real quick and look that way. Yeah, do, do your thing, Nadia. <laughs> but yeah, Tulip, you would know the grasslands stretch uh, for... Uh, oh, I'm... You're what? 25. 25. Yeah, so you would Rushed know... You haven't necessarily been everywhere, but you know that your village is fairly central in the sort of horizontal, as it were, distribution, if you were looking at this like a flat line laid on the wall map. Yeah, your village is fairly central in the grasslands, or it's like south central. So there's a lot more grasslands to the west, and then eventually the mountains where the Raptorians live. Well, if they keep going that way, there's gonna hit more villages with more Miriam. Um, eventually they'll get to the mountains, and that's where the Raptorium is. I don't know anything about over there. Don't I don't go over there. They the eat what? Us. Raptorians. Yeah, the Raptorans. Raptorans. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. You said they eat you? Yeah, they don't like mice, so they eat us. So we just stay away from the mountains, and we're fine. We we have, as long as we're in the plains, grasslands, we're great. We can go so faster said, than them. Just because I missed it, they're which direction are the Raptorans? Um, to the west in the mountains. The direction okay. that we're heading, to be clear? You're going we're north. Going- well, oh. to go to her village, you'll go east. To go where you were headed, you'll go north. Okay, so. <laughs> gotcha. Village to the right, problem straight ahead or up, and <laughs> the bad guy ran to the left. <laughs> Maybe the gobl- or orc will be eaten by the raptorums, and everything will be fine. That seems supremely comfortable. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, it's it's like a little shoulder massage there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I have to pay her extra. Yeah, for that. maybe he'll be eaten by raptorans. That seems like a good solution. Do do, um, do I see anything in that direction that like with that twenty five? I mean, you basically what I got was lay of the land. Yeah, you basically got the same lay of the land as she's describing. Yeah. Okay, but there's nothing oh. like near enough by that I'm like, oh, there's a group of orcs or a can- an encampment right there. That no, you don't. About. Yeah, nothing like that. Well, if if other Miriam are as capable as you are, Tulip, I, if if he goes through more villages, sounds like eventually he'll probably get taken down. I mean, there's a couple that can do what I do, but mostly they build pottery or weave baskets. I weave baskets, but mostly pottery. Well, hopefully he doesn't bother anybody out there. It doesn't sound like has any have any weird things ever bothered your village? Not really. We keep to ourselves. That's good. Maybe he won't. Be an issue. Well, should we continue on to your village? Yes, I want to give. Uh, I want to make sure we have to make it one stop before we go see Apius, and then we could. Everything will be great. Okay, so you're gonna lead them toward Flossagri. 
Yes. Okay. So you follow Tulip through the grasslands away from this giant field of, you know, beautiful smelling Monarda and the pop bugs. Um, And you travel east through the grasslands for a little while. And she sort of like gets to a point where she like slows her walking and basically is like indicating that you're here. And at first you're like, are are we here? Um, Because it doesn't really look different. And then as you start to like look closer, you realize there are all these sort of like low rounded buildings in this area, but they're all made out of what prairie grasses, prairie plants, just these rounded sort of structures. And so they blend into the grassland very well and you didn't realize they were there at first. So now you are in Flossagri. Welcome to Flossagri. Oh, it's lovely. I think it's cute. This is awesome. And she'll like point out different weaving textures because she's super excited that she's learned how to do it. And she's like, I know how to do that one and that one. And I'm learning how to do that one. But she doesn't know what they're called or anything. I don't know how to weave anything. So that's cool. Uh, The place I wanted to start or stop at, by the way, was to see Vatinia. I kind of figured you might want to check on her first. Yeah, go for it. All right. So you head to um, Vatinia's home. Are you just going on in? I will knock politely. Okay. (laughs) So you hear her from the interior. Come on in. She'll walk in and as she's doing, as she goes in, she's like, I have visitors. Would you like to meet them? Sure. Um, so you all come in behind um, <laughs> Tulip and I, we, I suppose it's important can we get to know inside? some of you might have oh, to yeah. duck. <laughs> How can we, can we actually even all go in and fit in there? How tall are you, Tulip? Like two foot five. Yeah, that, you're very short. Um, yeah, yeah so. I, don't, I don't think we could even go in there. <laughs> um, as, as she sees them trying to get in, she's like, maybe we should step outside. They're pretty big. <laughs> yes, yeah, so like Nadia can like just sort of squeeze it and this is very strange. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Cedric, you're kind of like, yeah, like yeah. almost on, like almost squatting or like on your hands and knees to try to get through this door. Yeah. Um, so instead, uh, Vitinia will come out to you and you all see another mouse folk uh, female. She is wearing a yellow dress patterned with red flowers um and she just sort of like looks up at all of you and sort of smiles quizzically and looks to tulip and is like where did you find these people um they almost touched the pop bugs so i stopped them and then we found ugly goblins and we fought them but big ugly goblins yeah but they're okay. okay. We're good. Yeah. And she fine. she immediately starts looking at you and realize like she grabs like the place in your tunic where there's a hole because obviously Cedric didn't mend the hole and she's like, "What's the? How did your? Why is there a hole in this? Did you get hurt?" I'm fine. It's fine. Look what I found. And she like starts pulling out things from the pouch, <laughs> trying to distract her. Immediately enamored with the shinies. Yeah. So she'll hand her like half. She'll like cut half of the food that she found and give it to her and like all these little shiny things and you could tell she's getting like kind of bashful when she's doing it and she's like handing it to her and she's just like I got this stuff and then and then I split this and then this is yours and she's just being super cute so yeah Vitinia is gasping and exclaiming and her eyes shine as she's taking all of this stuff and she sort of like does the thing and she puts like both of her hands on your shoulder and just sort of like nuzzles into your cheek a little bit thank you you are just so nice Cedric's like I can fix that hole for you by the way if you want <laughs> I think you ruined the moment. I think it was the moment, Cedric. I think it's ruined. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. He just like kind of like takes him, just kind of like pushes him off to the side. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but when you say that, Vitinia turns to you and goes, "Oh, do you also work with textiles?" Uh, 
Oh no! I just uh, Morden is the craftsperson. I I'm just sorry. That's not the right voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's lost it. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> that would be uh, yeah, Zorth, my my orc paladin. <laughs> Shoot. Cross universe problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no, 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 Moradin is the craftsperson. I'm just his vessel. I am his conduit. I... You're a vessel? Like, you conduct. don't look very much like a jar. Who's Moradin? Oh, I'm so oh. glad you asked. <laughs> Cheryl immediately regrets this, but... <laughs> well, before creation, the guy... Yeah, I won't, I won't force any no, all right. yeah. <laughs> so basically you're saying you start to give a long-winded explanation of the gods mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um we needed to go speak to apius okay She'll cut off <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be around yeah okay. I'll, I'll be back they wanted to ask him a question okay i have okay. some literature if you're interested Kay is like pushing him. Away. I was just gonna say I'm also pushing him. And we're just like sliding him along the ground. We're like, it was so lovely to meet you. Take this we're pamphlet. So sorry. Take this you pamphlet. are amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a magic item in one of these shops that's like a like a theater cane that you can use to just like pull such Okay, yeah, so Vitinia sort of stands in her doorway and waves for a moment and then goes back inside as you all leave awkwardly. So I'll leave them to go see the village-wise person. Okay, um, you do that. So you head to his place. Again, are you walking on in or are you... What would be respectful to do for this situation? Because <laughs> she probably got yelled at for not being respectful. <laughs> well, you, uh, you know about him and his, you know, his basics, so you can decide mm. how you would like to approach this situation. She'll knock it as she's opening the door. Okay. Um, and as you're knocking, you hear him interrupt you and say, Tulia, I could smell you coming. What's going on? I took a bath, like, a week ago. Well, I can smell that there are <laughs> other creatures with you. What's um, going on? I found strangers. They wanted to ask you some questions about the river, and maybe you knew. About the river? That's what it was, right? Yeah, it's it's gross. I don't know. We don't get water from there, but I thought maybe you might know because it's old. <laughs> and you're old. <laughs> there is there is no response to that. <laughs> Not that I think you're old, but just that you're wise and <clears throat> have experience. Tell me more about these strangers. They smell odd uh she'll describe them and then make sure that she says they're all really tall mm. except for one who's not really tall and one's shiny and one's not shiny and they're furry but not too furry and she's really bad at explaining it well they sound as odd as they smell can they come in uh maybe one of them can it'll be a tight fit he sort of like twitches his nose and his whiskers go side to side and he's like i will come out there okay and she'll back up and she's like Give him space. 
Um, so you see, this is an incredible, I mean, he, he looks incredibly old for a uh, mouse folk, um, uh, man, um, wearing a simple blue tunic and tan trousers and like most of the Murium, they don't really wear shoes. They're just kind of, you know, mouse feet because like you saw with, uh, Tulip, they can run on two or four feet and he appears to have, um, eyes that are sort of like fogged over. Uh, you don't know if it's, like, cataracts or some other reason for blindness, but he doesn't really seem to be able to focus with his eyes. But he comes out and sort of, like, walks up very close to one of you. I don't know. Walks very close to Fletcher. <laughs> what did you have questions about? I'm assuming that you're Tulia's friends if you're here. That's Fletcher that you're sniffing. Uh Yes, uh, uh, hello, yes, uh, yeah, we, we ran into, uh, Tulia here out in the, the flower fields, um, and we, we are out exploring, trying to determine, uh, the, the source of the problem in the river, uh, I, I understand the river is, is certainly quite a, a little bit of ways from your village, uh, but we think the problem is actually coming from, uh, north of here, closer, uh, towards the mountains, and didn't know if, if perhaps, anything strange had happened uh, near your village that could have resulted from something happening in the mountains and, and moving past you towards the river. Uh, just if anything strange has happened. Um, so he, he does that sound that I always edit out of the podcast, except for right now. He does the with his uh, tongue against <laughs> his very large uh, in, uh, incisors um, and sort of twitches his nose again and folds his arms and says, well, First of all, the mountains don't go to the north. There's desert up there. What did Nadia see? <laughs> she just saw a change in the landscape. Uh, she saw a reflectance that was different. She saw mountains to the west. Oh, okay. Then my, that's... <clears throat> Without a map, I mean, yeah. I, Fletcher would know where the mountains are in-game. I oh, okay. <laughs> can, uh, can't keep it straight in my mind, so I would have said whatever... I would love to have that map. <laughs> no! <laughs> or at least a map that develops, like, what we have encountered. I Yeah, I think um, after this arc, I'm going to give you what you've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would have said, it's to the north, where there's, like, further from here, something changes. I wouldn't have said mountains. Oh, okay, would, okay. Yeah. By this, we would have known where mountains are, just in IRL mind. I can't keep that straight. Fair enough. But he thinks and is like, well, the desert is in the north but I don't know. I've never been there. I don't know anything that could be happening there. There's also a lot of grassland between here and there. Uh, but you came from the river? The Lodesh. Mm. The big one. I've also never been there because it's far away and we have no use for that. We use rain barrels and streams for water and the river is big and very fast. Nothing. You haven't experienced anything near the village of... Uh... With, with your plants? Have you noticed plants dying for no reason or anything strange? No. Any strange people around? Besides you? Besides us. <laughs> no. Uh, you are the first strangers in my entire lifetime. And as Tulia you... was so kind to point out, I am very old. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't say you were old. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> he twitches his nose and his whiskers again. <laughs> Have you, would you recognize uh, a, a 
have you heard of anything of a symbol uh, of used of, of a symbol of an eye? No. What kind of symbol do you mean? I think I would I would have my like my like rough like sketch, uh, and and I, I show that to him and say we we uh, on our journey we found uh, this symbol and and we're trying to figure out why uh, the persons who who had items with this symbol would have had this uh, on them because they they all were carrying this symbol. He kind of does the. <laughs> sniffing thing again as he puts out a paw and like pats in front of him until he slaps the page and he's like is this something you write on it, it is and he just sort of taps it for a minute and he's like mm-hmm. i cannot smell whatever you've written on it <laughs> it looks like an eyeball <clears throat> mm. i do not know of any peoples here that use an icon like that none of the murium do anybody else have any questions <laughs> I nope. think currently uh, Kay is still yelling at Cedric kind of in the background really <laughs> quietly like under her like, Cedric and I are like how old do you think he actually is <laughs> <laughs> you're rude I'm not rude I just I, I don't mean to be <laughs> uh, do you know what we found uh, when we encountered <laughs> Tulia, she was she was in in the field tending to the the plants and and the pop bugs, and we we encountered uh, some folk who who were trying to collect pop bugs, and we're wondering if if you know of any history of these insects that they are that people have ever used them for something. Mm. So he sort of like like sets his face a little more seriously again without. Any expression in his eyes, it's a little hard to tell, like, how he's thinking. But he sucks on his teeth for a moment, and I'm not going to make that sound, because I will have to listen to it again later. Um, (laughs) And he says, well, so those things, uh, when they pop, uh, the space they make for a moment is not of this world. Ever so briefly, they create a connection with another plane. <laughs> the faces that are happening right now are great. Yeah, Nadia invisibly like what? <laughs> yeah. So they these insects connect it it, it doing a, a, a specific plane. <laughs> and, and... Never seen Fletcher be that flustered. <laughs> So good. They connect to a specific plane. Is it a random connection? It's it's it is to a specific plane. They are uh, connected to the ethereal plane. And this effect, if 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 many insects, if many of these pop bugs were put together, and this was and all made to pop at the same time, could that create? Do we know? Does their popping combine? Would this create a, a a larger hole between planes? I don't know. I've never tried such a thing. I just know that they are connected to the ethereal plane. So that connection's never been, you, to your knowledge, has, has never been used before in any way? No. I don't know what use you would have. The ethereal plane is where ghostly creatures dwell. 
SK does not know what plane really or understand the plane. She's just like continuously staring at Nadia. <laughs> Fletcher, can you give me a knowledge planes check? Uh, yeah. What? I feel like uh I feel like this is so important. <laughs> just something in the story. <laughs> Whatever gave you that idea? I'm going to use gonna my say- point of inspiration. Okay, do that. Yes. yes. 17. Okay. Nice. Um, so you know that the ethereal plane is one of the planes that you still basically have access to, right? Like, like obviously you can't just, like, go there without spending some magic, as it were, but, like, the ethereal plane and the plane of shadow are very intimately tied to the material plane, and so those were not lost during the loss. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kay, in addition, if you're still watching Nadia... When he says ethereal plane, you see her visibly deflate a little. Mm. Aww. Kay just, like, looks- when she sees her deflate, it's like- <laughs> That was so sad. Aww. Heart hands. <laughs> so these guys are like mantis shrimp, right? That, Basically. Is it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cavitation bubble of interplanar travel. Yeah, yep. I love I that could comparison. Tell, I could tell from Sydney's expression she doesn't know what we're talking about. Explain it! Go! Uh, <laughs> the, the, the mantis strip, the punching mantis strip, because there's one that also has a kinds. spear. There's one that spears instead of punching, but we're going to talk about the puncher. And they, <laughs> they, the shape of their, their, their foreleg that they use to attack prey and the speed at which they move it creates a, a, I, I don't even, I don't remember how to even describe it. It's called a cavitation bubble. It, it's, it heats up the water so quickly that it essentially creates a superheated like bubble that then immediately collapses and creates a like uh, it's a heat and a like sonic like mm-hmm. wave yeah, like from the collapse of yeah. the bubble and it, they use that so they they are not even like a lot of their prey they're not even actually hitting it with their strike but the the prey gets stunned and knocked out by the explosion mm-hmm. of this supercharged bubble in the water and they it's like can a then super go vacuum it. kind of yeah. like it's like yeah. it's like yeah. it, it moves actually, so much that there's like a can, vacuum left behind it then snaps when back you, when yeah. you when you yeah. if you dive in places with these with these things you can hear this happening in the water as these like as these like bursts going on as they're as they're as they're doing this to to knock out prey that they then obviously then go go at go after um, in, so it's super super cool and in fact they can break just, like aquarium i was just gonna say it's yeah and they keep them in aquaria yeah <laughs> yeah you have to have like you it can't like it cannot just be aquarium glass you have to have like like very specialized be, tanks yeah it's one of those like the 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 force over a small surface area kind of situation mm-hmm. yes. i should also yeah. point out that their name sucks because they are neither mantises and they are not shrimp either they're like a whole different sort of I don't know, yeah. marine crustacean yes, thing. Are they even? I mean, a marine crustacean thing. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're still crustaceans, they're just not shrimps by Trim. whatever the technical definition yeah. for shrimp is. Yeah. Yay! Yep. Yes. Right, those guys. <laughs> they're also super the colorful, metabolism. and they have, like, really developed eyes, so they have 16 cones and rods in their mm-hmm. eyes, something like that, and so I think that they can see all of these bazillions of different colors that we can't see. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Okay. Very flashy. <laughs> Highly recommend Googling a picture. Yeah, I think they're so cool. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so no, cool. no, it's fine. Um, so yeah, so that, cool. that's actually a great comparison. I hadn't actually thought of that before with these bugs, but I like that a lot. Yeah. 
Well, and and okay. I might be I might be overstepping, but I do I feel like I've heard that like the the flashpoint of the cavitation bubble is like surface of the sun level temperature. Like it is, it's like thousands of degrees. Wow, that would be very impressive. I think I've heard, I think I've heard something like that in terms of the temperature, but it's like, that's the peak it reaches for like a tiny fraction of a second. Like a millionth of a second or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Why is this the second time I've heard about this in like two weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Because mantis shrimps are awesome. (laughs) Yeah, because they're so cool. Um, Qui-Gon Bauer says that their strike is so powerful that they had to develop a special shell that is hardened in a way that won't break when punching like that. Yeah. And the, they also have a locking mechanism for the punching arm, so it's just loaded like a crossbow. I had heard the crossbow comparison before, yeah. Look at that! Yeah. We got back to D&D. Ye olde mantis shrimp arms. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what, what's next? Um, uh, well, I, I think... After hearing, I think I think Fletcher's like, I, th- thank, thank, thank you, thank you, and like it's kind of stepping back to like other people can talk because I think, kind of reeling a little bit about hearing this, and even if he hasn't told people obviously yet about like, like the plane and and how the planes like the theories about the planes and what was lost and not in connection to the loss and all these things that he is like learn the little bit that he learned about in school and he wants to explore the loss that he's like somebody else can freaking talk now because i can't like <laughs> brain can't make words right now Aww. like <laughs> anybody else want to talk to Appius while he's here i don't know the 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 weird ugly people who tried to come uh they had bags and they were trying to collect the beetles or the bugs or whatever they are specifically so i don't know that might because it's like right right next to you guys you know so like i mean it's not really my place to say anything but i'm just i'm just warning you because it seems like you use these beetles a lot and lots of different things so it, it would be a shame if something happened to them that's true they are incredibly culturally valuable for us uh, but that is a job for placus i am too old and frankly not interested in running the town Okay. I, just... I mean, I can take you guys to meet Placus if you want, or if you want, you can go to the inn. Maybe I haven't seen many other visitors, but maybe somebody else has been south far enough and gossiped with Marcia. I feel like uh, Lucanus would uh, speak up at this point and say, uh, I should probably talk to Placus about orcs. Just uh, uh, we could talk strategy, tactics, whatever they need. I'm I've I've fought these guys before. I'd be glad to to lend any expertise that I can. And I can keep the pop bugs safe. Don't worry about that. Uh, well, if you don't need me anymore, I'm going to go back in where it's cooler. Um... <laughs> Rare. No, she's the worst. I'm sorry. I don't where? have a door. <laughs> Appius immediately freezes and like, oh, there's a cat. <laughs> so he just sort of like. You know, just sort of casually ends the conversation there and, like, turns around and goes back inside his little grass um, house. Um, It is 8 o'clock. Well, it's after 8 o'clock my time. Um, How do you all feel about putting a pause on it there and we can come back next time for you to explore more of the Murrayan village? Nikki, you want to come back and hang out some more? Sure. Yeah. All right. right. We'll all be able to sleep with, like, one hand inside the (laughs) (laughs) inn. Just... <laughs> we should make camp like right outside town we're actually like ah well we don't <laughs> yeah 
Um, and next time, maybe we can talk to you a little bit about um, what you do and um, your experience with D&D and role-playing games. So yeah, thanks to Nikki for being a guest and uh, introducing our group to a new um, new people on Arda. Good job, everybody, talking about bugs. That was really fun. Thank you so much <laughs> to everyone who's been hanging out in the chat and talking mm-hmm. about whatever it is you've been talking about. Um, thanks to <laughs> Qui-Gon Bowers, Veronica, Kathy with a K, um, Eric was on earlier, uh, Teal, Cassie. Wow, there were a lot of people in the chat tonight. Thank you so much to all of them. Thank you so much to everyone else who's been watching, even if you didn't comment. It's okay if you're shy, but we're glad you're here. Um, (laughs) The next time we will be playing Arda will be September. It's September now. Yep, September 19th. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Two two Saturdays for now. Two Saturdays from now, we'll be back with more Arda, but the Sunday before that, the 13th, we'll be playing Burn. Um, Emily will be playing probably The Last of Us Part 2 again during the on the intervening Saturday. Um, I know Joe is planning on starting up his Pokemon thing sooner rather than later. But yeah, we'll all be around and you know where to find us on the social medias. Go check out the Beholder to No One podcast. It's a great talk D&D podcast. I've been learning a lot from listening to Nikki and her super soothing radio voice um, while she and her co-hosts or guests talk about D&D. And we had a great time playing World of Wildervere. So definitely go check out that (laughs) one shot because it was mostly just us being complete goofballs. Like we did accomplish a task technically, but mostly it was just us being goofballs and it was really wonderful. Um, <laughs> the, the one shots are so much fun. Yeah, and, well, and Nikki played another punchy character in that game. So if you like Nikki, there's a theme. Yeah, <laughs> if you like listening to Nikki punch things, um, go give that a listen. I didn't get to punch anything in that one. Didn't I wanted you, to. Didn't you punch arrow? No. No, you just used like other weird barroom brawl techniques. Okay, well, <laughs> that that game starts with a fight. Oh, and if you like puns, all of our names in that one shot are pun related, except for one person. Except for one person. Yep. Our chat will love punished? that. Oh yeah, huh? Were no. they punished for not having a pun name? I feel we felt we didn't allow that character to walk at all. So I suppose <laughs> they were they pun-ish. Were, they were she became pun- the bucket yeah, pun-ish, lord. Yeah, pun-ish. Cheryl pun-ish. Yes, I, I'm, I'm no, choosing okay. to ignore it. Thank oh. you. You know, you object to the puns until you start making them. Oh, yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. does that, though, so it's not just me. Um, <laughs> I love all puns in all forms all the time. Challenge accepted. <laughs> so, yeah, you know where we'll be and when we'll be. You can always follow us on social media. Go follow Beholder to No One um, for more D&D fix. And we will be back later. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.